2: Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to warn you that this episode contains talk of sexual assault, um, child abuse, domestic violence, and suicide. And if any of those things would make this a tough listen for you, feel free to go ahead and skip this one. I'll see you next time. Later. Hey guys, Princess here. Welcome to another episode of My Pumpkin. Did you know <laughs> that I often listen to, so I have to uh, start the podcast a little bit into the theme music so the just because the way it's set up. So I keep the theme music in my GarageBand uh, project and it's on a separate audio, I guess it's track. And I listen to the music you just heard. I listen to it. So it gets to the point where I would start talking and then I pause and then start talking. Um, and the reason I do that is so that I, my, it tricks my mind into being like, okay, it's time to be podcast princess now. It's time to get started because there are many princesses, uh, this and that chick. <laughs> and she has a lot of different sides. Um, I actually today while the kids and I were at the park, I was listening to Kara's podcast. I'm a Kara Stan. I listen to almost everything she does. And, um, she was talking about, someone asked whether we met before and she was talking, she was talking about how private I am. Guys, I'm not private. I'm not private. I get up here and tell personal stories all the time. I, and I, that's not just for the podcast. If we were in an elevator, this is how I would talk to you too. I'm not like a private person. I'm an antisocial person, which is different. I don't like people a lot <laughs> and I don't wanna be around people. I don't want people to know where I'm at. I don't want people, <laughs> it's not necessarily private. Like I'm, I, in fact, I am probably one of the more transparent people that you know, or more open people that you would meet because I'm someone that just feels like, just just say it, just fucking say it. Doesn't matter. Nothing's a secret. Everybody can find out everything, who cares? But I am a person that will be like, I'm not fucking with people right now and I don't want to talk to anybody and I don't want to, I don't want to see any fucking social media and I don't want to, and my mom, she says, she's always called me "sometimey." She said, even as a baby, she'd like come in and be like, Hey. And sometimes I like, you know, look at her and be like, Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. Like my little baby face. And other times I just look at her and be like, what are you doing here? Like who let you in here? How did you know I was here? Who told you where I live? And that is, that um, describes me perfectly. That describes me perfectly. Sometimes I want to fuck with you and sometimes I don't. And you just got to like figure it out. You really got to figure out what time. <laughs> you just got to, you know, you know, lick a finger and put it up to the wind to see which way it's blowing and figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. <sighs> um, So today, you know, it's, it's the night before Easter You know, I'm doing my big Easter egg hunt tomorrow and we took the kids to see Super Mario Brothers today, which is pretty good. I liked it. I laughed a lot. And I don't know if I laughed a lot because Super Mario Brothers was my first video game and so there's so much nostalgia and like me and my husband were recently replaying through them. Um, I don't know if it's just because I enjoy the property or what, but I found it to be very funny. Um, The trailers are really good though. Um... I saw a trailer for uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Looks great. Super into it. I need more Miles Morales in my life. I would definitely be there probably on opening day. I'll probably to take an opening day or seven tickets on opening day, actually. Um, it costs a lot to take my family to the movie theater. And then we just order pizza and my husband was like, how much is it? And I was like, oh, you don't want to know. You don't know, bro. <laughs> you don't want to know. Part of the problem is that my husband um gets his own, like his, his pizza cost $30, his pizza. And, you know, this has grown out of like, I've told the story before. I'll tell it again real quick. Um, like I used to refuse to order pizza unless there was a coupon. And I, I know many of you are like, yeah, that's when you order pizza. That's how I felt like only a special. And I remember my husband and I would be ordering a pizza. This one just me and him. And he would want this and he'd want that. He'd want a bunch of shit I'm not gonna eat. I don't eat ranch dressing. I don't eat mayonnaise, okay? And I don't like white sauces for the most part. There's some I will tolerate, but I gotta make it. Um, but so I don't I don't like mayonnaise. Um I get that from my mom who despises mayonnaise, mayonnaise, and I call it mayonnaise too. That's another thing. Um and like we hate it together. The only difference is my mother will eat like it can't even touch her. It can't touch me, guys. I can't. I can't pick up the other end of a knife that has it on there. I I do I do not like this. I, I like this is a, a huge trigger for me. And it's not that I won't live, because I will. I'll live through it. I've lived through a lot of fucking things. But you will never fucking see me again. Cute Tamra running in Bali or wherever the fuck they were, uh, with her shoes. You'll never see my face again. No, seriously, you will never see me again if you do some shit like that to me. Uh but my the difference is my mom, who's also sometimey, was like, My mom will eat mayo if it's in something called a salad, a tuna salad, a turkey salad, a you know, macaroni salad. My mother will eat mayo then, but not no other place. And I, it's a wrap, baby. No, I'm not doing that. And so any white sauces, like, it's just not, as a rule, I don't do white sauces unless I make it. Because, and I don't do any sauces almost unless I make it because too many times the sauce is just mayo and ketchup, mayo and pickles, mayo, it's, it's, it's mayo. That's what it is. Uh, everything I order is fucking plain. And there are only a few sauces I fuck with and none of them are white. None of them. So so like I'm not gonna eat a chicken alfredo pizza. My husband that's shit he likes to order shit like that. I don't wanna eat a Buffalo Ranch pizza. That's what he ordered today. A Buffalo Ranch pizza with pineapple and jalapenos on it. He often eats chicken pizza with some kind of like pineapple or maybe a mushroom. He's he's he's, he's you know what kind of pizza I like? Mushroom. I like mushroom and, and pepperoni. That's what I like. Uh, Or really just pepperoni. But, so we don't like the same type of pizza. And I used to be like, we can't order pizza unless there's a special. Or we can, like, we're getting a discount. We can never order pizza at full price. And one day, I was ordering the pizza. And I, and he, he told me what he wanted. And he just named, like, 17 things. And I was like, there's no... Like, we can only put three toppings on this pizza. There's no 50 million... Like, there's no 17-topping coupon for pizza. And he just got really quiet. And then he said, like, I go to work every single day. I, like... He has physical labor at his job. And I deal with people's bullshit. I deal with racist people. I deal with, you know, drama. Uh, Sometimes people trying to fucking fight me at work. And... I do that every day and you're telling me that I do that every day and I'm not allowed to have what I want on my pizza. Like in this world, I am not a person that can just have whatever they want on their pizza. And he was fucking right. Like if he's willing to pay $30 for a pizza, he's allowed to fucking have it. When Am I going to pay $30 for a pizza? No, but this is the way Mr. Curtis lives his life. He feels like he, he works very hard and if he... And if something is affordable, if he can get it without killing himself, why can't he have it? Every day we go to our jobs, we trade our time, uh, uh, our physical labor, a little bit of our sanity, some of the, sometimes our dignity for little pieces of paper that they write numbers on and you can exchange for other things. If you have to do that, why not also get things to make you happy? He's right. And so like, after that, I stopped doing that to him. I mean, I still order the pizza on the, on the on the thing. But I'm just like, what do you want on the pizza? And does it sound nasty? Yeah. Well, I don't know why he's eating it. But, you know, that's what he wants. Anyway, I ordered a fucking pizza.
1: Pizza. With the Lucky Lance you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: 18 plus
2: um we went to what well, we went to the movies today um we saw trailers for across the spider verse i need miles morales in my life i'm really excited about that before that happens we're going to get the little mermaid i don't care if it's fucking terrible like guys it's a little mermaid all right it's a live action of a movie we have been watching well i have been watching for many many moons i remember i was a small child Somebody had it on VHS, that's how I saw it. I went over there, I hung out, it was probably someone from my Girl Scout troop. Um, they had it on VHS, they also had to order some pizza, a lot of pizza, and I I ate a lot of pizza. They were like, "Uh, how many pieces of pizza are you gonna eat? I was like, can I have another one? I was eating a lot of pizza, but <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved The Little Mermaid, but like, is it a good story? It's okay. Like, these live action remakes i love that they're doing the live action remakes right It <clears throat> it is absolutely a way for disney to like pump money out of like old properties you know old ip but girl i don't care if it's gonna be bad i love Halle bailey i think i talked about this on princess diaries this this uh week i just love Hi- Halle and chloe i love them and I I don't support all their choices they're making, but whatever. And I I don't care about Chloe being sexualized. Chloe is a very, uh, she has a very uh sexy body. I, I noticed that on Grownish, and like, there girl. What do you want from her? <laughs> what do you fucking want from her? Anyway, um, yeah. So oh, and then there I had to shush my husband because he was trying to talk to me during the Trolls boy band. Trailer and I was like I am trying to figure out how excited I need to be and I'm very fucking excited I know people are like princess why you you watch all these kids movies because you have kids that's a lie I was gonna watch these movies regardless they're coming with me I there I would have been at the little mermaid I would have been at the super mario brothers movie without them who cares I don't care about whether they want to go or not Puss in Boots 3 Puss in Boots 3 guys It's really fucking good It's really good Florence Pugh is Goldilocks. Something about that Goldilocks uh, image that they created when when she's on the back of the bear and they're talking about this just right place is, fuck. it's good, okay? Y'all need to watch it. It's the most accurate representation of a panic attack I've ever seen on screen. Y- y'all need to watch it okay and that's why they got a new Shrek coming out and everyone's like oh my god Shrek's coming back with the original actors of course they are you make a million fucking dollars doing this shit Tim Allen's kids 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 will be eating off a of Buzz Lightyear okay of fucking course you are you know why Tom Hanks gets to, gets to produce things he you know serious things and gets to be in things when he wants to Woody there are four fucking movies of a huge franchise with him as the voice of Woody that's why. So yeah, you you bet your fucking biscuits they're coming back for Shrek. You bet you they are, okay? And you wouldn't have been surprised if Shrek was coming back if you'd watched Puss in Boots 3 like I fucking told you. Guys, I'm not fucking with you, okay? Now listen, I know I'm a huge Boss Baby uh, fan. I love the Boss Baby. I just like to see babies in suits doing uh paperwork, great. And I know I was hyped for Boss Baby 2, but I told you as soon as I saw it, I did not like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like the message. They were like, "Uh, learning things stupid. You need to be a kid. Kids learn things. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? She... And then also, there were too many baby... There were too many bosses and not enough babies. In the... In in, like... They got the ratio off. I'm not into it. But I'll tell you if a movie's good. And Puss in Boots 3 is fucking good. This is a Puss in Boots 3 podcast. Okay? Let's start at the beginning. So... (laughs) But no, I'd I be watching these movies regardless. <laughs> I'd be at trolls regardless. Well, trolls, I don't know if I'd be there because it's it's gonna come out and then in a month you're gonna be able to like watch it. So but yeah, I, I'm I'm watching these movies regardless. I'm doing it. Um I'm watching non-kid content. Uh what am I watching? I i well, this is kid content. Uh Bunny's finally done being grounded and she's watching both of Matildas back to back over and over again. Uh about the seventh time we were through the the cycle, I was like, maybe you need to be grounded again because (laughs) I need you to pick something else on this fucking TV. I need you, if you want me to sit here, you got to pick something else. Cause I got to go, I can't do this anymore. And you know, of course you put on zombies three and I was like, oh, that's a, that's in case you don't know, that's a Disney channel. uh, Well, it might just, this might be on Disney plus Disney zombies two came on Disney channel. zombies three is it's a disney um it's kind of like high school musical except it has to do with zombies that's it zombies are going to the school with other kids and there's some werewolves in it too and it's all about tolerance and winning the big game that's what it's about swear to god swear to fucking god (laughs) so anyway uh i'm watching that i just watched um tiny beautiful things or maybe beautiful tiny things I'm not sure um it came out on Friday and I watched the whole thing it's a great if you want to cry show and it's it's sad there's a lot of like poignant moments I really like Cheryl Strayed um I know some people find her to be intolerable but she's fine According, according like she's fine um I think her stories are really interesting this is based on a book she wrote about being Dear Sugar. It's like a book of essays. I believe it's a book of essays um, that she wrote as a part of the Dear Sugar um, advice column. And I really like that book. I I mean, I really like that column. And it's got Katherine Hahn. Who doesn't fucking like Katherine Hahn? Katherine Hahn has amazing hair. She, her face is like, she, she's one of those people that like, she's actually a really good actress okay and she can act in her fucking face you know there's a lot of people actresses that have the same fucking look all the time Nicole Kidman like you just it's just one thing's happening the that's it dead behind the eyes nothing's happening Catherine Hunt's not like that her face is a lot of fucking acting um it was pretty good uh there was one thing about like Reese I was like "Mm," because she's married to a black man and has a uh, a biracial daughter, but like, I was like, uh, "Who's in the writers' room on this?" Don't don't write that. Um, but other than that, very good flashbacks to her childhood. Um, I forget her name. I'm gonna tell you what I know this woman from: the the performance of a lifetime on Law and Order: Criminal Intent, in which two babysitters were. Were uh, two nannies were living with this wealth, with these two wealthy families, and the son of one was killed, and it turned out that they were actually sisters, and they had been adopted out of foster care, and one was the bad sister, one was the good sister, and the family that adopted didn't keep the bad sister, and she would like solve problems. She was very codependent. She would solve problems mostly by killing people, and, uh, (laughs) Goran, Vincent (laughs) D'Onofrio. in a thinly veiled Sherlock Holmes um, (laughs) role, which is why I like Criminal Intent more than anything. I I like Sherlock Holmes and I like the canon. I like remakes. I like things based on it. I like that. I like the Holmes and Watson. That's what I like. So, and that's why Criminal Intent is my shit. Um, Some people will tell you it's not canon. That lies, it's lies, lies, lies. It goes, for me, Criminal Intent, SVU original and they're all good they're all good but but, I mean if we're gonna make a ranking somebody's gotta be at the bottom sorry original uh they're making new original episodes but I'm not watching it because um the when I was watching the older episodes like daily I was watching law and order it was not 2023 and although they used to work in like like Every day, ripped from the headlines, and 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 you know, Lenny will be talking about you know the topic of the day while Green, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's, it's, I can't take it right now. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to. Even if it's those the dude from Burn Notice, and you guys know I love a Blue Skies USA show, but the dude from Burn Notice, and I don't want to hear like. About whether cops are bad or good, like this is listen, this is propaganda. I know that it doesn't work on me, but I know that I, I know I ingest it. I know I inject it into my fucking veins. But like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I like having to watch one of the characters defend some stuff. I don't want to. But anyway, that's where I, the the mother that that's plays in this is really good, um, and I know her from that scene where like Goran gets her to crack by showing her that that one nanny that one family is going to take care of her sister and that she's going to go to jail and she's like no no and what she does is she has he always has people like they're basically doing small plays in the fucking (laughs) priest so that he can like show someone and get them to crack and she's like she needs me she says it just like that and she kind of she's working like her body she's kind of leaning on the uh the 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 bars her face is in the bar like it's like if you know what scene i'm talking about if you watched criminal intent you know this fucking woman you know this scene where she's like acting from fucking head to toe just the way she's leaning on and she's calling out to her sister girl Anyway, she's an amazing actress. And she's been in a lot of fucking other things. But that's what I know her from. Um, she, so she's really good. It's about, it's really, uh, this is a mother-daughter story. And it is loosely based on Cheryl's life. Like a lot of the stuff, the heroin stuff, the, uh, you know, sleeping with everybody and cheating on her husband, like that sort of stuff. But the, the current family stuff and is, isn't, isn't based on Cheryl's life. I'll say this, though. There are a lot of sex scenes in it. And maybe I'm... You know how the young kids are always like, there's too much sex and stuff. I'm, I'm starting to go with that because as much as I like set, like I enjoy a messy character and Catherine Hahn does a great job of being a messy fucking woman character. And we don't get enough of those whose life is just like in a fucking mess, you know? And so she, but she is a woman that had a lot of sex in her youth and is very sexual now. And so there are a lot of sex scenes in them. Uh, That's not an issue for me. These sex scenes in particular are hard to watch because she doesn't want to be having sex. And I'm not saying that uh, there's no assault happening. That's not what's happening. It's obvious that she is hurting herself through sex. And it's, it's a thing she's working out. And it almost looks like if you've ever, you know, like sex addicts are usually not like I, I don't know, they turn, they, you know, in porn and stuff, they turn it into like, I've got to have sex with anyone. Who wants to bang me? They turn it into that. And it's not really like that. It is a desperate, it is a fraught. It is, people are hurt. Like, I mean, body parts are hurt. Like uh, their lives are ripped apart. But like, this is, it's, sex addiction is not sexy at all. It's real gross. And it, and it's hard to, it like, what I was looking at looked like that. It was hard to watch. I skipped through a lot of those things because I was like, I can't. This is like the saddest shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, But other than that, really good. I tell you to watch that. What else am I watching? Um, <laughs> Guys, I started a Fast Feast last year, right? I, I wanted to watch all the Fast and the Furious, all of them. And there's a 10th one coming out and I stopped because I had to do something else. But I turned to my husband in the movie theater and was like, do you want a fast feast with me? We'll start at number one. We'll go through Little Bow Wow, excuse me, Shad. We'll go through Shad, we'll go through. Tyree shows up at number three. I think at one point they they drive the cars into space somehow, that happens, right? Are these premises very fucking thin? Yes, baby, they are. Yes, they are. (laughs) But do you want to do a fast feast with me? And he said, yes, so we might start that. Um, I'm also watching Ted Lasso. Guys, I did not want to l- l- like, um, Ted Lasso. I, I started watching it in season one, I think. But I didn't want to like it because you guys like it too much. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, it's about a nice man who just wants to be nice. And kindness wins and stuff. I was like, then I definitely don't want to watch that. I don't. I, why would I want to just sit around watching people be nice to each other and no storyline? What, what are you talking about? But I did watch it, right? And it's one of those things that you're definitely gonna get like three episodes in. And those are hard to get to. So, but I got it. And I realized, y'all don't know what the fuck y'all watch it. <laughs> y'all think y'all are really watching a a man with a believe sign. And j- kindness. Y'all think y'all watching fucking Forrest Gump except he's like changing everyone's life with his kindness. That's what y'all you think you're watching. That's not what we're watching. That man is an alcoholic. He has panic attacks. His father killed himself. Um, I can't quite remember how, but it's, it's somehow in a way that Ted, um, I mean, obviously your father killing yourself when you're a kid is like, affects you. But somehow in a way that like, Either Ted found him or he was supposed to take him somewhere. It's, it was something like that. Um, he's currently going through a divorce from a woman who, they, they don't have any problems. She just don't want to be married to him anymore, which is, which is a valid reason not to be, you don't need a reason. She just doesn't feel it anymore. She doesn't want to. They've been through a couple, they got a kid that they both adore and she seems very supportive and like friendly towards him. Although, this season she is dating their ex uh marriage counselor and i want to talk about like how unethical it's not illegal a lot of things rachel says this all the time that a lot of things when therapy may not be illegal and get your license taken away but plenty of things are fucking unethical and you should really be thinking twice about doing it. and i found that i was like you don't do that i yeah it happened two years after after they actually broke up but don't do that don't like you don't know all her business with her ex-husband. Like this is, but anyway, this this year. But like, and Ted has to go through that, and then also Ted, apparently, was hired to coach a soccer team, a football team, um, and never played the sport a day in his life. And I mean, once we got there, once I realized I'm looking at an alcoholic with mental health issues and childhood trauma that goes through all this shit and wakes up every day and fights through that shit to make a pun, I was like, oh, inject that into my fucking veins, baby, because that's what I wanna, like, I feel you. I feel you, the tears of a fucking clown, baby. And I, I just, (laughs) I just don't know what show y'all are watching. Y'all are like, um. uh, uh, Ted was really nice to Nate and Nate turned evil and then went to another team and it went like, and, uh, that hurt Ted's feelings. Guys, Ted took on a fatherly role with Nate. He bought Nate a fucking suit. He wasn't just his boss. He wasn't just the guy that got him a raise. He wasn't any of that shit. He took on a fatherly role with Nate teaching him about women like he he and he, ted can't see his son his son is in a different country and he really cares for his son he he loves his wife very much but she just doesn't love him anymore and she doesn't have to be married to him anymore and i know a lot of people see this is this is why i think some of that olivia wilde shit, like olivia wilde's like obviously <laughs> obviously but also also and that harry Stout, Ugh. and also that fucking video of her <laughs> to shy. Hi, shy shy like whatever she's obviously but I'm telling you a lot of people are projecting Ted Lasso onto her and it's a, a divorced father was a woman that just left him and you know how um whoever whatever Jason Sudeikis was was lying on the floor in front of the ground in front of her car and crying about salad dressing. Like they're projecting Ted Lasso onto her. But yeah, I'm watching season I guess I'm at four and I believe it's the last season. And I'm really enjoying it. That's it. I'm really enjoying it. Um I love Sam. I love him so fucking much. Like in a I wanna be his mom kind of way. Um I think Rebecca, the woman who plays Rebecca's her face is, I've, I've just talked numerous times about people whose faces show so much emotion. Her face so sh- shows so, she's beautiful, but also scary. She looks like a beautiful, um, you know, when you go down like far, far in the ocean and they find those, um, those fish that are like, have razor sharp teeth and shit like that. That's what she looks like. She looks like a scary animal, <laughs> a beautiful woman. Disguised disguise is a scary animal. <laughs> he's got an amazing body too. Um, um, you know, I obviously I like Roy. Roy's probably my favorite. Um also, same thing. He's been through a million stuff. Um He's actually had a pretty hard life. He's got significant childhood trauma. And he doesn't like people. What do you want from him? He doesn't like people. But he tries and and you see it with his niece and you see it with Keeley. Keely, um, I wanna know about Keeley's hair. I wanna know about Keeley's hair. Keeley, is she wearing a hair piece? And the reason I wanna know about it is because Keeley often has her hair in a ponytail and the texture of the base of her hair, like the hair on her head when it's pulled back in its ponytail does not match the ponytail. And this is a thing that happens when you have like either clip on. They also have the ponytails that were like drawstrings. Um, I don't know, go to a black beauty store. They, they have a million of these things. But that happens all the time because the texture on your hair is Malaysian hair from a fucking temple and the texture on your head is black people from Alabama. And so the texture doesn't match. And so... Keely's hair does not, her texture doesn't match a lot of stuff. And I don't know if it's because it's her hair, but they straighten the ponytail and they don't really straighten the hair that's, I don't know. But, but I want to know more about her hair. If I could, if, if, if right now someone's like princess, um, here's a, Genie in a bottle and you get three wishes. One of the wishes is that I could stand next to the actress who plays Keely and put my hands in her hair without her being mad at me. Like without it being rude. Like she's like, she's down for it. Cause I just want to know what's happening there. Um, <laughs> that's that's an incredibly invasive thing to want, but that's what I want. Um, oh, let me, one more thing. So I'm on a tent lasso. I obviously am watching Secession. Who isn't? Um, I have a hard time with succession. I hate... <laughs> I can't empathize with any of the characters. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I do. Money and power. Why Why wouldn't I understand that? That's a uh, tale as old as time. But I just like... You guys could absolutely win the game with your dad if you just stop playing. Like he only he only he wants to control you and he wants to do it on his turn on his terms that dude is like really fucked up all right he's really fucked up and if you could just like take your trust fund or take whatever money that you get all the time and just go and don't come back like sure you send gifts on his birthday you answer the phone calls if he calls, but you just don't really, you don't try to be a part of his business and you don't try to be, you don't try to like get his approval. I promise you, he'll give it to you. That's what people like that are like. If you stop wanting his approval, then he'll give it to you. But the problem is, you all want it. And you all want it really badly. And that's why we're in the game. I mean, I don't know. I, I really enjoy watching Brian Cox, I think that's his name, play, you know, whatever his name is, Roy. I really enjoy that. And and the, it is funny, but like, I don't know. I'm just watching it because I, for no other reason than everybody else is watching it. But I wanted to circle back because in the movie theater, Bunny saw the trailer for Barbie. she was like oh we should see that together we should go on a mother dollar date and I was like girl that movie scares the fuck out of me every image every visual from that movie stresses me out I don't know why it has something to do with like like it feels like there's a mask on them and something and like some their eyes are very expressive and I know they're doing it's doll stuff right we're, we're playing doll we're, it's like it's supposed to be a campy funny but it's scary to me I don't know what it is I don't like this it's just, it's, it's just a, a like a little creep up the back of my neck that I get like kind of the way I feel about nuns I told you I don't like nuns because I feel like there's too many secrets underneath those dresses and I feel like you don't know you don't know what the fuck they could have guns underneath there they could have like uh, robot legs? You don't fucking know. They it, it, and you just see a little part of their body. You see like their heads and their eyes and stuff, but like, uh, everything else is kind of covered. And like, do they have elbows? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, those nuns and the nun ha- I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And uh, I just feel like a lot's going on that's not being told to me or shown to me. And see, <laughs> with these Barbie stuff, I don't. Hmm. I don't know. And what's the chick? What's the chick that used to fuck Will Smith? What's her name? Tanya Harding. She's a star Barbie. Okay, I can't remember her name, but she's also Harley Quinn. And her smile in this movie is the same as when she's playing Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn is insane. Clinically insane. Something's wrong with her. She's dangerous. And so like when she's smiling as Barbie, I'm like, yo, something bad's about to happen. I think some nuns are gonna show up. I don't know. But you know, Bunny wants to watch that. And I just, I just, sometimes I wish Bunny had a better mother because I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) We'll see. All right, so I've wasted a ton of fucking time. I want to do, um, I want to talk about um, this week's episode. So um, this week's episode is, we're still in palette cleansing. I think we're going to start um, season 13 of Buy Pumpkin the week after next. Uh, and again, that's going to be on the real world Las Vegas. This week's episode is a sponsored episode. Alex sponsored. Um, I always talk about how, little women franchise did an eight episode kind of spin-off and I think it's called couples retreat or something but when you look at when you when you go and find it now it's a part of little women la season hold on let me just double check because I want to make sure that like you guys know where to find this if you actually want to watch this I mean listen I, I feel like I feel like you this is a fun ride regardless of whether or not you watch it. But like, I mean, you really have to figure it out. So, um, it's little woman LA cause there's Atlanta, a New York and a Dallas. Uh, New York only had two seasons. I think Dallas only had two seasons as always with almost all things. Um, Atlanta was the best. Uh, do, 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 do. I gotta get on prime video. So hey, let me tell you about this. I think I talked about this on something else. Oh, yellow jackets. I watched an episode of Yellow Jackets and it was fine, <laughs> and then I read the Wikipedia and I felt like I was like I'm good on that. I, I think the music is is very nice because I am old like these women, but I don't really care. Um, so it's season six of Little Women LA. It's episodes twenty three through thirty because it was a spinoff at the time and they, and what they did is they got all the women on, on all the the worst couples, basically the couples with the most controversy and pretended like one of the women invited them to Puerto Rico to work on their relationship. This is what I was talking about. I used to say that the Bravo spear need to do stuff like this. And then whichever one of those hosts listen to this podcast, when it made girls trip, which is kind of that. But they can also do this too, where you take couples from each episode, um, from each franchise and put them all together at like a resort. And this just like, so what's Little Women? Little Women is a franchise of women with um, dwarfism. There are different types of do- dwarfism. Um, I, w- I don't want to say many. I want to be very clear that like, I don't have dwarfism. I don't know anybody with dwarfism. I don't know shit about dwarfism except for what I show on these, what I've seen watching a myriad of these types of shows. So what does that mean? I know jack shit. So if I say something that's wrong on here and you have more knowledge than I do, feel free to reach out. I can edit it in. But like, I'm I'm going based on what I know, based on watching these shows and everything for many years. In fact, Little Women only got canceled in 2021. And I was like, damn. Okay. It was still going. Okay. Um So All of the Women have Dwarfism. And it started with the LA franchise. And if you don't know, the an executive producer, the person that brought it to the network, the person that s- stars on LA and does the reunions for the other episode for the other seasons and often drive storyline in a She's an executive producer. So I was about to say she's a producer's uh, she's a producer's castmate, But no, she actually is a fucking producer. Is Tara Jolie. And the first time I met Tara Jolie was on a True Life. I think it's called, I'm moving to LA. But she's a little person and she does um, Little Britney. She does, so a lot of people and a lot of little people have jobs in entertainment. Which on the New York franchise was brought out about how like, you know, being a um, elf at Christmas or being little, going on tour with Miley to dance for her is off, it's like a uh, humiliating. And uh, like one of the characters on there, I forget her name. I think her name was Dawn. Used to, she... <laughs> She was like a paralegal and she acted like she she acted like she was like a named partner at like one of the big 5 law firms. She absolutely thought she was Chris, Christine Baranski oh, <laughs> on The Good Wife. And I was and she'd be like, "I go to an office. I use my brain." And I'm like, "And listen, paralegal work is um, Like, don't sleep on a fucking paralegal, okay? Don't get, don't, don't think I'm doing that, okay? But I am going to say that she walked around, like, she was, like, big shit, and, because many of the other people on the show were, wanted to be actresses, and they sang on Broadway, it was in New York, so they sang on musical theater and stuff like that, and she'd always be like, you guys are, you know, tap dancing for the audience, and. They only see it. They don't even see us as real people. By the way, the M word, which I'm not gonna say because I don't have to say it, is um actually not very nice. And I only know that that like it's a, if they consider it a slur from this show. I would like I keep in mind I've been watching the show for a very long time, so I've known for a very long time. But this is this is the show that taught me that, and and that that word means like small thing. And it like, the reason it's a hurtful word is that as dwarves, um, as little people or LPs, they are often not seen as fully fun- fully human people, right? And um, people pick them up, they hire them as the butt of jokes, you know, it's nothing for someone to hire like a little person stripper to hop out of a cake as as so it could be funny like and it just you know it it's it's hurtful so I don't use it okay so that's and and let me tell you (laughs) when I we lived in New York and this is I think this when did this start because I think I started watching in New York I'm pretty sure I started watching in New York um hold on one second I, I talked about this on I think the, the the bonus episode on the patreon the patreon is patreon.com backslash by pumpkin. So I talked about this about how streaming is such bullshit and how they're operating under like 11 billion laws and and re, and like contracts and stuff that like I I subscribe to Discovery plus I subscribe to Discovery plus because when sister watch was on I wanted to watch mm-hmm. it on Sunday mornings and scream mm-hmm. at the TV. I wanted to just scream at the TV until I was red in the face. I wanted to call Robin names and call Cody a broke bitch over and over again. I need to do it on Sunday mornings, okay? I needed it. I couldn't wait till that evening. So I have it. It's fine. But, and Little Women is on um, Lifetime. So it should be on Discovery Plus, but it's not. You can't even buy it on Amazon right you can't buy it on amazon what you have to do to watch it on amazon is to is to subscribe to discovery plus through amazon to watch it now this is so fucking stupid so for one month and it's only one month because i canceled it as soon as i started it so that it it would only give me a month it wouldn't it wouldn't renew so for one month i'm subscribed to two discovery plus in two places for no fucking reason. It's so stupid. Anyway, um, it started in 2014. Okay, this makes a lot of sense. Yes, this makes a lot of sense. Okay, so we were living in New York. I don't know why. I went to the restroom in the middle of the night. Uh, me and my husband were asleep at the same time. So, so, you know, it was a very odd thing indeed. But we were in New York. I go to the bathroom. I see down the hallway a small figure. Um... In the hallway, it looks like a person. I'm like, oh my fucking god! A very small person just broke into our house. So I run back to the bedroom and I tell my husband, I'm like, Mister Curtis, Mister Curtis. You guys know I don't call him Mister Curtis, right? You guys know that, right? So I'm like, Mister Curtis, Mister Curtis. Hey, hey. Um, like, I think somebody's in the house, and he's like, what? And I said, I think it's a little person, and he's like what is, what are you talking about? And I was like, I think it's a little person. They're very small. And he goes, a what? And I keep saying a little, like whispering. So i I'm like, you know, we're about to get murdered. It's like, it's a little person in the hallway. I think they like, they're in, they're by the office. They're waiting. And he's like, what is, he goes. Then he goes, do you mean, and he says the M word. I'm like, no, I don't mean that. That's not. It's like not appropriate. I was like, uh, the, the the correct term is little person, and he's like, why? And I was like, because it's so it's it's really rude. I went through the whole story of what like what that word actually means and how it diminishes them. And he's like, we're <laughs> whispering the whole fucking time. He goes, princess, if they broke in my house, they're M word. And I was like, don't say that. And it's don't fucking say that. He's like, how could they even break in the house? I was like, that's the problem. Y'all look at little people and think that they are not real people. They are fully functioning human beings. They can do whatever they want. They can get ladders. They 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 have accommodations. They make things work. And y'all think they can't do anything. You always, you always underestimate them. Because <laughs> that's how we treat disabled people in this country. Like, I went on a whole fucking whispering rant about, <laughs> about respecting little people. He gets up. Like, for I'm not fucking having this conversation with you. And I'll say what I want. I was like, don't say that. <laughs> and he's like, he goes in the, he, I, I guess he just turns on the light. I didn't. <laughs> he turns on the light. He comes back. He said, that's our fucking laundry bag. Because we used to send our laundry out. I was like, oh. <laughs> and he's like. I was like, I think we scared him away because we were talking. And they probably heard me being so like being like so pro little person and understanding, not to use slurs, maybe they didn't hear you say it, but they heard me saying, don't say stuff like that. And they heard like how I'm like on their side and how America hates disabled people and are people with disabilities. And they and they also hate like anything that's different and they they underestimate little people all the time. And he's like, no. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> I was like, it might happen. And maybe they just left. <laughs> maybe they just left. But this, but the fact that the show came out in 2014 makes sense. Cause, the, cause this was in New York. Anyway, guys don't use the M word. It's just, it's really, it's, um, disrespectful. So anyway, Tara Jolie was, used to be a Britney impersonator and she was moving to LA on a true life episode. I cannot find it now. Cause you know, they fuck with the true lives, but, um, she's been working in Hollywood for a really long time. And she does things like go on tour with Miley and do rap songs and make videos and stuff like that. And so the first season of Little Women LA was, was centered around her. And, all right. So she's not on this trip though, which is very interesting because she's married to a guy named Joe. um, And like they have kids and stuff. And like, I always say little women, these women got pregnant more than anybody in any show I ever fucking watch. I saw more babies on this show than on, on Baby Story, okay? They, they were always fucking pregnant. And one of the things that they always talk about is um, being worried that a baby's gonna be double dominant. And what that means is that my understanding so correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the different types of dwarfism are generally dominant uh, genes? All right. So a lot of things like blonde hair or red hair, you know, are recessive genes. Um, sickle cell anemia is on a recessive genes. So the you know there's two two genes come together as from from your mother and your father, and uh, one when um, when you get two recessives together, that gene appears. When you get a dominant and a recessive, just a dominant appears. When you get a dominant and a dominant, um, for many things, the dominants are the same, right? There's only two genes for, but for dwarfism, there are numerous genes. So because each gene is, is dominant and they appear on the same chromosome, when two dominant dwarfism genes appear, of different dwarfisms I believe it it basically is not a viable pregnancy and if you make it through the pregnancy the baby is not going to live for more than I think hours it's not they're not going to live and I saw like when I was like trying to make sure I understood this I saw something where some where someone was double dominant and they did they were able to live for like a couple of years. I'm I don't know anything about that. But I know that this discussion is had constantly. They do a lot of genetic testing on the show when people are pregnant because um and they're too, and it's two um little people. So um we get to so it's always very concerning. And so Chris not Christy, uh Tara has two kids and like, you know, it's, it's just, and this is a show that really taught me that if people are arguing about some shit on camera, that doesn't make any fucking sense. that like seems like too small to be having this fucking argument or whatever. It means that they're not arguing about that. There is something else going on. And often when people are arguing with Tara, they are, it's reality TV show shit executive producer shit you said this about me on Instagram shit you know towards the end of the run of the show I mean gosh everyone fucking hated her um yeah so anyway let me get I'm like an hour let me get started so like I said they went to all the franchises that they had they got like the worst couples and they had Tanya Tanya's known as boss lady or little boss or whatever She's the black one. She's a lot older, but she and Tara have had a friendship for a long time because the two of them were doing like little people celebrity impersonations a long time, just in Hollywood, you know? So she tells us at the beginning of the series, at the little of the, of the spinoff, that they are, that she has decided to get all the couple she knows together to go to Puerto Rico and to have a relationship expert Hasani something helped them work through their problems. Girl <laughs> I remember the time though, people were like, Oh, um, why would Tanya know all these people? But here's the thing little people know each other. And I'm not saying that the way like in a racist not a racist, in a in a stereotypical way. Because there are so many like little people conventions, they do know each other. Like even <laughs> At one point, there was a, um, a storyline where Lila, who we will talk about, um, had met Joe, Tara's husband, at Little People Conventions when they were kids. When they were kids. And they've been going to conventions every year. And so when she comes to LA, she's kind of like, you know, I want to pick up with Joe where I left off. And we were like, you know, Sweethearts, the kids' childhood sweethearts, and things, and there's just tons of pictures of them as kids, but they're at these little people conventions. And, um, the conventions are just ways for you to be in community, you know. Um, it's not like like if I want to be around black people, I just go to where black people are redlined and I go in that neighborhood and I'll be around black people. Uh, but it's not like that for little people, you know, if you are. If you want to be around other Jewish people there are organizations you can do religious things that it's it's possible but for little people does these conventions are how you know they bring together community so it is possible that Tanya knows these people it's fucking possible if she did the community circuit but let's see who we got and I I don't know how I started writing this stuff down Oh, and his name is Hassani Pettiford. And and keep in mind, they don't say that he's a therapist. They don't say he's a couples counselor. They say he's a relationship therapist. You know what? I mean, a relationship expert. You know what? Let me look up Hassani because... Let me look him up. Hold on. I'm back. Oh, no. Hassani only has 5,000 followers on Instagram. Hassani. (laughs) Uh ugh. I don't like his quotes. Marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your hard. Obesity is hard, being fit is hard, choose your heart. Oh <laughs> being in debt is hard, being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your heart. Communication is hard, not communicating is hard, choose your heart. Life will never be easy, it will always be hard, but we can choose our hard, baby. What if I choose a life that's not always fucking hard? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a he's a founder of Couples Academy. I see him with a podcast mic. Oh no! Oh no! Um, there's some Black Lives Matter stuff. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're on the right side of history with that, lasani um, there is some very ugly breakfast sandwiches that somebody made him that he should not have put on the internet. See, guys, just because, like, some sh- it can be hidden. It can be so fucking delicious, but these are always photographed perfectly. This is why I don't put pictures of my fucking cheesecakes and my fucking lasagnas on the internet because people will be like, that's ugly, but no, it tasted so fucking good. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, don't put that breakfast sandwich on there. Um, Yeah, Hassani's not... Uh, Oh, he's written some books. The Audacity of Marriage. Why We Hate Black Women. Why do you hate us, Asani? A hundred and one ways to love my wife. Pimpin' from the pulpit. Uh Pimpin' from the pulpit. Exposing. And expelling. The spirit of lust in the church. Hasani. Okay, so listen. <laughs> this is what we need. I, I, I don't know how we got Hassani, but okay, that's how we got him. All right. The budget, the budget was not much on this. Although they did go to Puerto Rico. I'm sure they got, I'm sure this was like comped. I mean, they did a lot of stuff with the, where they were and, like, you know, people are arriving. They're like, hell, we're at the so-and-so. And I purposely do not remember the name of it because you will not market to me that way. I'm sorry. Although, I'll tell you this. I was watching this. I was like, do I need to go to Puerto Rico? This looks nice. This looks nice. Do I need to go to Puerto Rico? Do they not want me to come there the way the Hawaiian people don't want me to come there? I Where can we go? Where can we go ethically that people want us to come, that they want us to come? What is an ethical trip to take? Y'all let me fucking know, but I was like, I want a fucking parasail. I don't know if I want a parasail, but I was, I want to do some of this shit. I don't want to paint like they did a lot of couple of these things like painting themselves. Um, they did. Uh, they were snorkeling. Todd can't swim. I don't know how he was snorkeling, but he was snorkeling. He was down in these fucking water. Um, I don't know. They they had a lot of like. The food looked good. I don't know. I felt like I felt like maybe I need to go to Puerto Rico. I want to do this shit. <laughs> but the hotel name, I purposely don't know that. I purposely you're not gonna mark it to me. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna start with Tanya and Kerwin, who are, you know, supposedly the, the the host. Now Tanya is trying to take an old thing and make it into a new thing. Kerwin is her baby daddy. Her daughter is like thirty years old. Maybe not 30. Maybe she's like 22 or something. Her daughter's grown, okay? That is her baby daddy. And they've been on and off for, I think they said like 30 years. That's what they said. But they're engaged, okay? And basically, Kerwin feels like he and Tanya are connected. They don't have a lot of romance. And she has more friends with their friends than him. He also thinks she's a little too aggressive, which is kind of her thing. Like, uh... I think one time somebody insults her by calling her Mr. T. <laughs> so, she says that she retalii- she retaliates off his energy. Guys, in no way, shape, or form should be speaking to a loved one and use the word retaliate. If you think that you're going to retaliate, then stop it because that's not how you show someone you love, them. She calls him rebellious. <laughs> that's basically like do what I tell you to do and stop being rebellious because he doesn't think that he does think she doesn't like. They start to argue about her having to go to work and he doesn't. He walks with a cane. Listen, um being a little person in itself is a disability, okay? Uh Essentially, the way the body is formed, where your body is formed, you have a larger head, you have shorter limbs, you have, um, like Tara talks about how like wiping the butt is big. The butt is the the behind quarters are big. There's a tendency towards, um, being a heavier weight. It's hard to, it's hard to, um, manage weight in, in being a little person. Um, it's like, it's, it, you, it, yeah, it, it it's, it can very much limit a lot of things and just it, a lot of times it's not just being a little person. You have, you have, um, additional like health issues. I don't know. I don't want to call being a little person a health issue. It's how you were made. It is a disability. Um, but like you could be a perfectly healthy little person person so I don't know if I want to call it a health issue but um yeah so so they all have disabilities that we're talking to here but Curran is average height oh that's another thing let's talk about this in this in these franchises many of the women are with average height men very you'll see very few and that's what they call it it's not normal height it's not it's average height. That's a a person who who's not who doesn't have a not who's not a little person is 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 an average height. So like, um, there always be like these. There'll always be like these women in these relationships with average height men, and there's very few little people men on these shows. And listen, uh, I always look at these men with with my good eye and it's because so many of them look like children they're not children obviously but so many of them did you guys see I don't know who it was but did you see Mike Tyson boxing with a person that I well thought was a little person and he's grabbing them like they're a child and like giving them noogies and stuff like that because he nobody prepped him to tell him that 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 he thought this person was a child. I mean, also, maybe he wasn't looking too hard. Maybe he was fucking high. I don't fucking know. Um, But, because it's quite obvious they're not. But some people see the stature and just assume. Um, And so I always look, I always be side-eyeing with my good eye these men because some of them only date little people. And you have to think about why that is there's a fetish thing going on, but also like they seem younger and are, cause they're small. You, do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Uh, I'm dancing around it, but like, and I'm not accusing any of these men of that, but I always, these average height men and these little people women, I'm always like, so what attracted you to her? What attracted you? And And there have been reunions where, where, uh, these women got on TV and said that they don't date little people men because uh, I think it was the Dallas reunion because Emily was on there. With the Lucky Land
1: Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: I did an episode of Little People uh, Atlanta on the Patreon, check it out, okay? But I talked a lot about Emily, who is a, what I believe to be a white woman. She sometimes acts, she likes to like, she has a black scent and she likes to tell people, uh, she's a Latina, I don't know that she is, I'm not sure. But she is a white woman and it's possible to be a white Latina. Anyway, so she, apparently her mother died from plastic sur from a botch pack plastic surgery when she was like sixteen and she has a trust fund because of because they want a settlement so she has a trust fund. So she has money. And I don't even know what's in the trust fund. The trust fund fund could be for millions of dollars. It could be for a half a million dollars. I don't know. And but she always walks around like she's a baller all the time. And so at one point though she, so she has an average sized daughter and she got pregnant by like the biggest fuck boy on the earth, on the planet. i well, not the biggest. There's a few more on this show. And the son that she was going to have LJ, um, he, I think he died at birth. Um, and it really fucked her up. Like, like obviously that, that would mess up uh, very many people. And what she decided she wanted to do was have another child. But she, the guy's name was Lontrail or something like that. He wasn't, she wasn't with him anymore. And so she was trying to get sperm for him, from him, cause she wanted to have a child that would have the same DNA as LJ. And I don't like, she said it on camera so many times. I was like, I don't even, does anyone explain to her that she is saying that she's going to try to make another LJ, that she is going to try to replace LJ. With this new boy. And she was going to make sure it was a boy. She, they did. They actually did I, IVF to make sure it was a boy. Girl, so she was first on Atlanta and then she was on Dallas. Just really being a dick. So not too long ago, gosh, maybe last year I think it was. I could be wrong about the timeline. She lost her kids to CPS. Um, and when they came in, she like, she was, she'd been doing mess and the house is all fucked up. By the way, guys, I've said this so many times. I'm going to say it again. People use CPS as a weapon. People use CPS as a weapon. They call, they call, they will call CPS on you because they don't like the way that you parent or they don't or they're they're upset with you or is the case of one of my relatives who's not allowed to have my address if she gets in any kind of argument with you she will call CPS on you and I know many of you be like well you know when they if you're not doing anything wrong don't worry about it yeah okay sure but calling CPS on someone as a weapon means that if they if they get there that day and that's the day your 6-year-old has all these mysterious bruises on him like you have put in the motion something terrible. And by the way, my six-year-old has a lot of bruises on him today. I was uh, helping him in the shower and I was telling him, I was like, where do these bruises come from? Tell me what happened. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like if someone had called CPS on me today and sent someone to my door, like it's possible, it's possible like my family's torn apart because you're mad at me and you assume nothing's going to happen. But today's the day that I went to the mailbox and I don't know, my seven year old opened the door. He would never fucking do that. But you know, something like that. And they're like, oh, are you here alone? And you know, like, you what I'm trying to say is calling CPS on someone is a very serious thing. They take people's fucking kids away. There's a case right now in Texas of, like, some doctor that called CPS on, on, um, this black mother because she didn't, she was gonna have a midwife, and then the doc, the kid had gotten, like, some, um, some minor illness, and he called CPS on her, and they took her baby away. And, like, you, her and her husband are trying to get the kid back, and, like, you don't get to see them. Like, this baby, anyway, I, guys... And CPR CPS calls are anonymous, you know what I mean? Like you could literally just make a call and say that you that you saw something or someone's abusing their kids and anything could happen from there. Like you could be a you could be smoking this you could live in a state where weed isn't legal, right? And at night after the kids go to sleep, you, you, uh, you smoke on the back porch and that's the night at 9 PM that the fucking CPS shows up and guess what? (sighs) Anyway, let me stop, let me stop talking about that. Um, so, but in this case, I mean, in Emily's case, it seems like Emily was on a drug binge and, uh, the kids were in being neglected and probably in some sort of danger and so they took her kids like like this is happening years after she was on that show and i'm just like fuck and i remember at the time like nobody liked emily so there's a lot of people still like if you go to the the uh little the little women sub the people are don't talk nicely about emily and about her situation i think she's i think she's back on the internet she's Looking thin, but um, that is to be expected. I think she just got out of rehab. Um, And they're not talking nicely about her. And it's because on the show, she was like such a pain in the ass. Like she's so, she was so mean. She was so belligerent. The whole, like, I'm going to make a new LJ. Like when he died, it was so sad. But, uh, and like, remember I was trying to explain about the double dominance and things like that. Like this is a show where people get pregnant more than anything. And it is always very possible that, I mean, all pregnancies can end in like a very sad ending. But like in these cases, people were popping up pregnant constantly. And, and it was always a possibility that, that they're gonna end in a funeral, you know? Ugh. Elena. So Elena is, I'm gonna talk more about Elena when I get to the tiny twins. But Elena uh, had twins and she refused to do genetic testing on them. So that's another thing. There's lots of genetic testing on the show. Um, Some people have dwarfism. They don't know what kind and just various things or was the kid stuff. But Elena had twins and was refusing to... to um. To have them genetically tested because she didn't want to know if they were little people. She's Russian. Um, her experience of being a little person is a little different. Uh, in that like, uh, she says, not that I don't believe her. I'm just saying this is what she says happened. That when she was younger, the treatments for her dwarfism, um, were in the town she came from. Were that they would like put her on a table and essentially try to stretch her which is like also a torture tactic, a middle, uh, a middle ages torture tactic, but she would have to go through that. And, and she also didn't want to have girls. So she had that experience. She didn't want to have any boys because girls can wear high heels and the boys, there was nothing they could do about being smaller and being, or having dwarfism. Elena is very beautiful. She's also pretty proportional, which means that people don't always clock her as being a little person. She just seems very short and men do run after her. But when she was going through that pregnancy, there was just all this shit. That I was like, damn, okay, okay. Like she didn't want it. She didn't want any boys. She wasn't doing any genetic testing. Uh, just so she could understand what's that. And then afterwards she didn't do any genetic, genetic testing until like, it was really pushed on her and it turned out that one of her sons was going to be average height and the other one was a little person and that like really rocked her. It was like a whole fucking thing. But anyway, babies all the time on this show. Um, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked with Emily cause I, cause cause I wasn't keeping up with Emily guys. I'm not, I haven't been keeping up with these people. So to find out that Emily just like lost her kids and like, all this shit's going on. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, people are on the subreddit going, well, she's so rich. Why is she renting? And I'm like, guys, she's always like, I have a trust fund. But, I don't know. A trust fund could be for $30,000. I mean, I don't think they should be. But, like, it's possible. It's It's possible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. She never said how much money she had. Like, it just seemed like. And yeah, she was buying like new iPhones and five thousand dollar dogs and shit. But I don't know. So anyway, um, let me get back to Tanya. <laughs> so, uh, a lot like Kerwin. What I got sidetracked on is that like a lot depending on like. What kind of dwarfism they have? What kind of complications they have with it? A lot of these, a lot of these little people can't really walk well. Like Tara's husband Joe uses crutches all the time. Um, Kerwin is not a little person, but he uses a cane. So, but I'm my assumption is that he's on some sort of disability, so he doesn't go to work. And Tanya does work. She was opening a gym. I mean, she was always doing some... St- she was always... She's kind of a she by charade. Like, a lot of shit just didn't happen that she was saying she was doing. And she would say she has to get up and go to work, but he doesn't, and he likes to watch TV at night uh, while the gym, while in the room, and she doesn't like it. She likes to be in the dark. Then See, this is like a really petty fucking thing. And part of me is like, oh, they're making up problems for the show. But no, I actually think this is a real fucking problem. And the thing is about... Like, Curran calls her aggressive and more macho and stubborn than he is, and won't she won't let him be the man. The thing is, Tanya's been on her own for a long time. She's been on her own. She's been raising her daughter. Her daughter's also, I think her daughter's average size. Um, not that it matters, but I'm just, like, trying to explain, like, give you a picture of what Tanya's life is like. She's a little person. She's a mom to an average size kid. She's been a single mom most of her life. And she and Curran have been on and off. And so Tanya's just like independent, which is nothing fucking wrong with that. But it's really hard to stop being independent when you've been on your own for a long time. And she likes the way things, she likes things how she likes them. Like I keep telling you guys, 27 year old princess married Mr. Curtis, but 42 year old princess probably wouldn't. Because I like things how I fucking like them. And I'm less and less inclined. To to bring anyone in my life that that I would have to work around. I work around Mister Curtis all the time because I adore him and he's been here. He's got he's grandfathered in, but no new ones. No no. Mm-mm. So there's there's that and Kerwin seems to be a very traditional type dude. Um, I'm being nice by using that because I don't always because someone. This is getting into like real classes stuff, and I'm trying not to sound like this. I'm trying to like like unpack like my childhood, what what a, a person who doesn't work, what that makes them. But Kerwin doesn't have a job to go to, and yet he expects Tanya to go to a job and then come home and make him dinners. And Tanya's been on her own. Her kid is 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 grown, and like she. I think Tanya is about to be fifty. She don't want to come home and cook nobody nothing. And you've been here all day, Kerwin. What you gonna eat? What were you gonna eat if I didn't come back? If you were by yourself, what was you gonna eat? Eat that. So th- those are the things they're 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 fighting over. I think they they continue to have that fight over the TV at the resort resort because apparently, like like one morning she comes out to breakfast alone without him and. When they end up talking with Hasani, Tanya is like a dirty fighter and it turns out she calls Kerwin names and he never gets, she speaks over him all, like they're talking like that. Um, they have very minor problems, I mean, that doesn't sound like minor, but they have pretty minor problems for this uh, this show, so like, I'm gonna move on from them, but that was their main, their main stuff that they had were Tanya was fighting with uh, Lila and uh, Brianna, so... We got very little bit of that. By the way, they never got married. I don't think they were together either. Together anymore either. So, which makes sense. I mean, again, it's, a lot of times we try to make that old thing, that new thing, it don't work. It don't work. I don't know how it's working for Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I think it's more of like... It's so interesting because like, she obviously has a love addiction, you know? um, And I, I don't like... Listen... We all got our fucking shit, okay? (laughs) But, so I'm I'm not here to judge a love addiction. It seems like it's working out for her. She's always got a new, you know? Like, at least she don't have a love addiction and she's ugly. (laughs) Like, imagine that. Like, at least she can work it out. But, I have to say, I always say this, like, there's no way I could take L's. Not that they were else, so there's no way I could have my relationship implode in a public space all the time and keep coming back and doing it again. To, um, I'm recording this. Taylor Swift and Joe, whoever, broke up, and I was actually texting with someone because they had tweeted that um, they feel bad for Taylor. And I was like, why would you feel bad for Taylor Swift? She's just got everything in the world like yeah there are downsides to everything she's got everything in the fucking world going for her and so I was texting with him about and they were like 34 is a a hard age to break up with someone you've been with for six years who you thought you're gonna get married and have children with and I was like is that something Taylor Swift wants to do guys I don't I did consider becoming a Swifty when she was talking about sweaters and coziness because you know what I'm into it but then something else happened and I, I forgot about it. I might still go back to it. Who knows? I don't know. She's talking about something else now. Something. I don't remember what it is. But like if she puts on another sweater, I might be over. I might be at a concert. I don't know. But it's like because anybody that's like, let's just be cozy and be over here and talk about our feelings. And also maybe we should break up with him. Those are all my key. Those are all the things I'm interested in, you know, throwing some Chipotle. You got me, bitch. You got me. (laughs) Have I talked about this here? Well, I used to work in a place where there was a blonde girl there and I went to her cubicle to talk to her about something. I need to talk to her about some sort of work I was working on. And she had all these pictures of a blonde woman with red lipstick, like all of her cubicle and like different say poses, but more like, like the pictures were, were obviously not taken at the same day. And I was like, wow, you got a lot of pictures of yourself. And she looked me dead in the eye and was like, girl, that is Taylor Swift. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and she was like, you thought this, I was like, you, I, you're both blonde and white. I, I don't, I don't, you're both young blonde women. I thought this was you. I literally thought this was you <laughs> She she uh, she's a nice girl. So she 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 uh, forgave me, but <laughs> I really should have just shut the fuck up. Why would I say that? Why would I be like you got a lot of pictures? I should have just been like let us do this work and move on with our lives. <laughs> But yeah, like, so I was texting the person. I was like, oh, I didn't know that Taylor talks about, I, I always just assume, I don't know. She's, she, she can have anything she wants, right? Uh, So, like, I never thought of Taylor as, like, love Lauren. I just thought that she, like, dated a lot. And a lot, come on, not that much, to be completely fucking honest. It's just that it was, they're all high profile. She writes songs about them and people like to, like, You'll sift through her songs and figure out what she's talking about and like, you know, get the info and it's part of her brand and her marketing. But like I never thought that like she was love is that the impression people got of her? I just you know I, I And then so I'm talking to this person. I'm like, you know, I maybe I'm not the right person to talk about this because when I think of people Single when people are single, I always think they want to be single like they are single for a reason and this might be one of my blind spots because I've been proposed to a lot of times. It makes me think people can just get married whenever they want, which is also kind of true. Like you can just pick a person and get married to them and just go get married to them. Whatever. It's, a, it's fine. And like you like, please, you can't just pick someone to get married. You can. Yes, you can. And you got about a, a good as I, I personally think you probably got as good as odds as someone who's been with someone for 10 years getting married. Sure. But it never occurred to me that that's like a thing that she wanted. I just assume, why am I talking about this? Oh, Tanya trying to get married again at 50 to someone she, she was fucking with. Oh, and then I was talking about J-Lo because she actually did that. And I just assume people can get married whenever they want to. And uh, I find it interesting that someone can take um, can have their relationship dissected, whether real or not. I mean, people always say J-Lo's relationships aren't real, but she marries the motherfuckers. She has kids with the motherfuckers. She moves in with the motherfuckers. She fucks them. They are real. I mean, I think the motivation behind them are not, and certainly not these paparazzi set of the, but like, how many years do I have to have fuck you to not, to, for us not to be in a real relationship? For us to start being in a real relationship. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, Anyway, I just like, as a fifty-year-old woman, not me. I'm not a fifty-year-old woman. so I'm getting there. Like, like somebody was asking me, "What's my next big thing?" And I was like, "Dying." <laughs> and I, I wasn't trying to be like, I wasn't like, like I wasn't like saying that as a depressed person or anything like that. I was just like, "Yeah, just dying." <laughs> like, I. I've done a lot. <laughs> I'm tired. I'd love to lay down and not get up again. <laughs> Don't listen to me, universe. I need to live. I got all these fucking kids. I need to live. Um, the next couple I want to talk about is Lila and Brian. Lila is a woman that was on Little Women New York. By the way, Tanya's from Little Women LA. Uh, and apparently, Tanya, like one more thing. Remember when I say that they took that by the end of Little Women, people really hated uh Tara. The cast hated Tara. But Tanya finally, like they were Tanya and Tara were like a Giselle and uh Robin type. They never broke ranks. And towards the end, Tanya finally got sick of Tara. And what we find out is that Tanya and Tara came up with the idea of little women together. And I guess Tanya didn't go pitch it. Tara did. And I don't know if Tanya was if it was purposely left out. It's But Tara talks about it as like Tanya decided not to like go do go through the pitch stuff. She like kind of dropped off, which also sounds like Tanya, to be honest. And so Tanya has always felt the way because Little Women has always been Tara's thing. She's the executive producer. She's the main storyline. She's it's her, 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 her. And Tanya's kind of her sidekick. Um, so like, I don't know, maybe this little women's couples retreat was given to Tanya as a consolation because she was really pissed off at Tara. I think the season before this. So Lila comes, Lila's from Little Women, New York. Uh, Lila is the one I was saying that kind of came and hit on Tara's husband. By the way, like, this is a guy, like, he's in like crutches all the time because he has a heart. Uh, he has, um, back and leg issues. Little people always, not always, little people are susceptible to back issues just because of the way their spines curve. It's, it's a thing. And keep in mind, a little person has all of the regular size organs and all of the things that, that regular, excuse me, average size organs, in a little person's body. So it's not, it's, it's not that this is, this is how they explain it on the show. It's not that, so things are closer together. It just, it just causes a whole, a host of health problems. Um, so she came and she was seated on Joe. I mean, she's listen, so she's a recovering alcoholic, S- recovering. And so is Christie. Um, and previously, Lila had gotten into a fight with Tanya, So she is not invited on this trip. She's not a part of a couple either. She's very, very fair of her. Brian, the, the guy that she brings is Brian. Brian is a comedian. Brian's hair makes me want to uh, see pictures of his parents, to be honest. And he says they're not together, but they're going to try to figure things out. It It's obvious Lila was like, can you please come on the show with me? Um, Brian is one of those people that looks like Jim Henson made him, okay? Jim Henson made him. Uh, he looks like he is a puppet that Jim Henson made and as a backup for Sesame Street, he does not look real. Uh, that hair, that face, he he's not real. Um, he's a comedian, he travels a lot and that's she said that's always been a problem. Tara claims she didn't invite Lila. I mean... Lila's on the show. I mean, the production invite Lila because you didn't invite anybody. Um, This is what happened. You do a flashback. I don't know. Lila's just being annoying. Um, And Ty- Tanya says to her, they're in a, she says, I can't stand your voice. I can't stand looking at you. I can't wait until your monkey ass goes back to the East Coast. Tanya's black. I think I've said that already. And Lila says, wow, Lila's white. What would happen if I called you that? And <laughs> Tonya's like, I don't care. And just, and just so I think in that episode, Lila does call her a monkey and keep in mind that that uh calling black people a monkey is uh is a slur. <laughs> so, so uh it just taps into stereotypes of us being subhuman. Um I <laughs> but in black culture calling someone monkey ass is like an insult like a bad insult i mean it's not the same as calling your mom a bitch but it's like like you don't there's no love lost if you're calling somebody a a monkey get your monkey ass out of here like that i was just listening to um sibling advisory which is which is one of the iterations of Um, Bob and Monet's podcast. And they were... Somebody wrote in and was trying to figure out how to handle their coon co-worker. So, and they had to sit down and explain because Bob and Monet's audience is not mostly black. They just aren't... Don't get me started on Bob and Monet. I, I adore them, but also I don't sometimes. But they had to explain like how... Black people use the N-word not as an insult. It's only an insult for someone who's not um who who's who's not black. But coon is similar to the N-word, except it's never meant in a nice way. It's never. It's usually like it used to mean it used to be for all black people it used to be interchangeable with the N-word. But now we use it to Apply to someone who, like, basically is interested in upholding white supremacy. That's a, that's that's a coon. And so, like, they finished their little segment and was explained, blah, 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 and they meant to go on to something else. And then Bob was like, Well, hold on, I want to just circle back. Um, if you are not a black person, I know we just called Candace Owen a coon. You don't do that, don't do that because that's <laughs> and that's and, and so like, it's not a nice thing. <laughs> Saying monkey ass is absolutely something black people do say to each other, but that's not a thing that you should say. If you're not, because it com- it's it's different. It's different. It's different. Uh, it's different. So, <laughs> so I just want to be clear about that. But this is how Lila and, and, and Tanya don't get along. I don't know. Lila gives me Kenya more vibes. She gives me genshaw vibes, and then I'm just doing shit because to be on TV. Definitely Brandy Glanville vibes. Um.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? uh ha! in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
0: I have to say? Yes, you do.
1: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: So Christy says that she brought Lila because they're both recovering alcoholics and they're friends, but Lila's drinking and... Christy being a recovering alcoholic is a big part of her storyline. We'll get to Christy later. But Lila's drinking and Tanya and Christy hate it. And they're, and Tanya's ignoring her. Like they're having out dinners with the crew and she's not inviting Lila with, because she can't keep Lila from being in Puerto Rico, but she doesn't have to invite her to dinner. Um, Lila's like, I just don't understand why she's ignoring us. Because you weren't invited Lila. Cause she don't want you here. And they're letting her be the host. She don't want you here. And she's like, well, Brian didn't do anything to her. Well, he came with you. <laughs> and you're not invited. So Christy goes to talk to Lila about her drinking. Cause I guess, and when she does, cause she, cause everyone knows that she's drinking and everyone knows about her supposedly being sober for a long time. Like it's a, it's a huge storyline in the in little women, New York. Um, Lila goes. Oh, you noticed I had a drink. Okay, but you eat too much. I saw you with chips and salsa and a baked potato. And so Christy is someone who always worries about her weight, and and recently it had a gastric bypass. Her husband as well, and so like they get into it. And Christy's like, I only had two. Fr-. I'm like Christy girl, don't defend this. All right. What Lila's trying to say is why don't you mind your own business? I'm not over there telling you, put that baked potato down. And so Lila also tells Chrissy that she's addicted to giving interventions, (laughs) which might be fucking true. Honestly, when we get to Brianna. So, um, they all start arguing and Tanya's in Lila's face and Tanya dumps Lila out of a chair not just a chair it's like a a high bar back chair like like she took a tumble and hit her fucking I was like yo and Tanya's lying laughing the whole time and Tanya ends up body slamming her and and Lila's skirt comes up and her ass is all over the place and she, Tanya's like, she pulled my hair. I'm like, I did not see that. It looks like you just ran over there and was WWEing her. And Tanya's known, like I said, she's known for workouts and being a boss little lady and being very strong. And I'm like, girl, Lila's drunk. Why would you do that? I I was shocked. So once Lila's on the ground, Jasmine, who's another person there, and I'll get to her, runs over and is yelling, you need to calm down. She's from New, uh, uh, New York as well. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. Because I see what you're doing. You need to calm down. And Lila's like, I'm literally on the floor. I just got thrown to the floor. Like, why do I have to calm down? And Jasmine's like, you need to breathe. No, you didn't get thrown to the floor. It's over. I'm like, no, she did. She did get thrown on the floor. Like, that's what happened. (laughs) And Jasmine's all over. She's like, breathe. Jasmine has standing desk energy. And I'll talk more about that when I get to her. She's like, you need to breathe. You're drunk. And I'm like, yeah, but she also, they Tanya body slammed her just now. By the way, when all this has happened, Brian's just sipping his drink. He's just like, oh man, oh man. And then he turns to someone else, Dave, Lila's husband, and goes, oh, uh, should I uh, go over there? Um. Like at one point, Lila yells, Brian, help me, and he just like the trick. Like this motherfucker does not give a fuck about you, boo. Um, uh, by the way, like, Brian ends up leaving the next day. He says for two reasons. He says one, no one's come around to apologize. They're not gonna come around to apologize. They don't like her. Nobody likes her. Only person that liked her was Christy, and Christy because she's now she's drinking again. Christy thinks doesn't like her anymore. He just says he doesn't think this is the right place for him. And that he, she and Lila, he and Lila are trying to force something that isn't there. And Lila cries. But I don't know how much she wants to really be with that dude. She kind of, she's done. She's, she's out after that. Um, I just want to talk about her and get her the fuck out the way. So I want to go to Jasmine and Dave. Because that's the person I have um, some of the least amount of notes on. So Jasmine and Dave, they're from the New York series. Um, they've been together 10 years. and married for five. They're at the point where they're trying to figure out whether or not to have kids and their main storyline on New York is that their sister, the one that was the paralegal name is Dawn, doesn't like them being together. So here's the thing. Um, Jasmine is brown and so is Dave. I I cannot begin to tell you what their brownness is from, but they're brown people, obviously brown people. And Dawn is white. (laughs) And it's because they're adopted. Many, Little people often adopt other little people. One, um, people tend to give up um, children with medical needs at birth. They tend to give them up for adoption a lot at, at higher rates. And little people often want a family that consists of people that look like them and, and share in their community. And because of the the possible um issues with uh you know the dwarfism genes often they end up adopting. Okay. So when you watch these shows, a lot of these people are adopted. A lot of them are. Um and they're adopted by other little people. Emily's adopted, uh Tara's adopted, um Yeah, so so the reason I'm bringing this up is because when Dave and Jasmine are like trying to figure out their life, and Dawn keeps showing up to yell at them and say they're not serious because they were like kind of living long distance. They're um, Dave worked in corporate something and maybe IT. I don't know, but um, he was working away, and Jasmine wanted to be like in the entertainment industry. She wanted to stay in New York. She wanted to dance and do things, and. Dawn would come and yell at them. It would just be like two brown people like minding their own brown business and then this white person coming to yell at them and tell them they're not serious. And like, by the way, Dawn's not married. We never saw, I never saw Dawn with a significant other. It seems like the only thing Dawn had in her life is her paralegal job. And yet she was walking around always telling everyone what to do. There's a guy on the New York season, the New York franchise, who... I'm trying to have some grace here because it's so hard for me to to understand what it's like to not like be completely in your sexuality. Right. I know I knew all about my sexuality when I was going through puberty, but not everyone has that privilege. Not everyone has that. And this one guy, um, I want to say he's Vietnamese, I, I could be wrong about that, but, and his family's very traditional and he's obviously gay. Okay. He's, it's a, he's a gay man. Okay. But, they, he basically lived his life as asexual. It's like he's grown and he's just never been on a date and never like liked anybody or anything, which is what a lot of people in like traditional or conservative families do. They're just like, you know, a confirmed bachelor, and it took just like the from the moment he gets on the screen, you're like, oh, this he's gay, right? He's gay. And it just took him a while to, like, come out of the closet and, like, like, explain that to people. And everyone's giving him a lot of, like, support on the show and everything. And Dawn's just, like, got so many fucking opinions. I'm like, Dawn, you're not gay. You don't from- come from a conservative Asian family. I've never seen you with anybody ever. You're not married. You don't have any kids. Why are you giving all this advice about this stuff? And not having opinion? Because we all have fucking opinions. Opinions are like assholes. We've all got one, okay? We've that's fine. It's not there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. It's but there's a difference between having an opinion and showing up and being like, You guys need to do this and I can't believe and like just really getting in people's business and like you have no experience. No one would ever no one would take advice for you because no one wants your life and you seem pretty fucking lonely. And you got a bad attitude and, and not a good personality. And yet you want me to follow you. No. But, so, part of their problem is that Dave thinks Jasmine's controlling. He actually plans a vow renewal, um, a joint vow renewal. Christian and Todd's three-year anniversary happens on this trip. And she takes it over and doesn't let him plan it. He messed up their honeymoon somehow. Like, he, like, procrastinated it up. And she's just like... She's like, we got other people doing this. I don't want to like mess this up. You know, like we, like, I, it's, let's not let you do it. That's what she says. Um, remember I just said she has standing death energy. I don't know about her. Uh, Kara vberry Berry said that about somebody on Summer House. I think it's Carl. I don't know. I don't watch that show, but I listen to Kara's everything, and um, it's like the best description ever. Someone who's always like, "I'm just trying to get my macros," like that sort of like. Jasmine is like always trying to improve herself, and she's always, you know, she's always pushing people all the time, and I'm like, not everybody has to face their fears all the time. Sometimes it's like an evolutionary development. It's like keeping you safe. Your fears are keeping you safe. So. At some point, she decides they all need to go parasailing, um, which is difficult to, for them because of the physical requirements of parasailing, and also, like I said, a lot of them can't swim. Uh, Todd, Todd doesn't even make it off the beach. I'll talk about Christy and Todd. Todd doesn't even make it off the beach. He's lying face down in the raft. He's slipping. Can't even get in the boat. Dave, her husband, is also not looking forward to go. Um, there, there's a point where they're hiking in the in the jungle. To, to do this rappelling thing. And like, I'm like, dude, they're, they're hiking down this big ass hill or it's it's a steep grade. Then when they get there, they got to rappel down some stuff. I'm like, who killed these fucking activities? Like some of these people walk with canes. We're like, why would this be an activity? And if it is an activity, is there an activity that you can get to that, I one can physically do and two do not have to run down a mountain to get to. It's I don't know. It, it the whole fucking thing was weird to me. But as soon as they go and do that, it's Dave's turn. And like he's just not a person that's physically like he's just not physically adventurous. And he's trying to do it, and his son is like, Dave, how do you feel right now facing your fears and stuff? And Jasmine's like, look at me, Dave. Look at me. You can do this. <laughs> and he looks at her and then immediately slips and almost breaks his fucking neck. And I'm like, Jasmine, sit down. Sit down. She's just too much fucking energy. They, Dave and Todd don't go parasailing. Jasmine and Christy go together. And... Look, they want to do shit like that. Not everybody does. It's three hundred and fifty feet in the air. A lot of people were like, "Nah, we're good, we're good." And then with the repelling thing, they actually, when the group gets there, one of the tiny twins goes, "Have you ever worked with little people?" And the instructor starts studying like, "Da da 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 and they're like, "That's a no, that's a no," and, and like, "Yeah, like so you've got you brought us all here," and you're making us do stuff with people who aren't used to dealing with um. like people of our size, people who need our accommodations, like uh, things sit on us differently, us, I'm saying this like I'm a little person, but like the vests fit differently, just like you it's not like just put it in a child size although <laughs> Brianna, when I was looking at trying to figure out what was going on with Brianna stuff, Brianna wears a child's size one shoe and I was like girl okay all right you probably make you probably save a bundle but I wonder where she gets the high heels I'm pretty sure she it's probably like someone who absolutely makes them for little people um but yeah not it's not sometimes child sizes work but because of the way their bodies are made um it like I said it's all the organs and things that someone average height it's would have, and they're usually the, the same size as someone with average height who has more body to spread these things out. And you know, weight distribution because of the way um, they usually have big butts. Um, yeah, I've been worried about safety. I'm like, oh, you've ever done this with a little person? I'm gonna be your first? Hell no! Hell no! Uh, let's move on to Amanda and Jordan. Oh, by the way uh todd and not todd jasmine and dave do end up having kids like he's not ready i'm still a kid i'm still a kid he's not a kid he's grown um it's okay to just say i don't want to have any kids um they do they're they're, they have a daughter named haven pretty soon they're they're, i think they're still married so amanda and jordan no i gotta talk about the twins together let me talk about christy and and todd Mm, no Never mind. I'm gonna talk about Amanda and Jordan and then I'm gonna talk about the other twins. So Amanda and Jordan, Amanda's one of the tiny twins. Amanda um is the not as cute tiny twin. Okay. They're from the they're from the Atlanta franchise, but they're technically from Texas. They went to Atlanta to be on the Atlanta franchise, and so they were also on the Dallas franchise a little bit. So um I believe wait, am I wrong about that? Maybe they weren't on a Dallas franchise, but I, I don't understand why they wouldn't be. Um, so Andrea is the cute one. Okay. Now I've talked about this before. Why do I think Andrea is cuter than Amanda? Probably, um, some white supremacy shit, probably like European standard shit. Like I can't, I think it's that, yeah, it's probably like fat phobia because, um, and like ingrained ableism probably, because Andrea is more proportional. She is smaller, like um, in terms of like width. She's smaller and Amanda has a gap in her tooth. That said, Andrea has the worst tattoo on fucking earth around her neck. And Amanda has the second worst tattoo because she's got like paw prints <laughs> down like her chest. these are bad tattoos. These are bad tattoos. Um but they're tiny twins and they twerk for a living. They they do they um do hosting gigs, they do meeting greets and they they're online. I think Andrea was the first one of the cast to hit a million followers. Um that was before she got hacked or new <laughs> she's got a new account now. But Andrea is, uh, yeah, she's new and I mean, she's not, she's not new. Andrea is probably the more attractive twin based on like bullshit standards. Yeah. But Amanda is the twin you want to be around because she's got her head on her shoulders. Um, she's just like, she's more interested in doing the business and Andrea has like all these personal things going on. I'm gonna start with man named Jordan. She's dating this guy named Jordan who is huge. He's given Bubba. He's given, not those Bubbas, like a Bubba dude, like, like um, a southern large man. He looks like he should be wearing a cowboy hat. He looks like he should be um, in the crowd during the tractor race in Footloose, the original, not the, not the new one. The new one is terrible. They were crumping in it. <laughs> I, I think I talked about this one here before. I was like, I, are these guys supposed to be crumping? Okay. And so, like, you guys, don't get me talking about crumping. I don't know shit about crumping, except for that time on America's Next Top Model when they had a little person clown doing it. I, I don't know. So... So, but that, but that tractor race in the original Footloose, Jordan looks like he should be in the crowd, going, "Get him, go ahead, kill the new guy." That's what he looks like he should be doing. <laughs> um, listen, they don't really have any problems. They they get along fairly well. Um, she needs to speak up more, but like, I'm not sure that's true because the tiny twins love to speak up love to speak up. So I don't think that's really true. Hassani says Jordan should start refusing to act until Amanda makes decisions. Um, One of America, well, Amanda's really only storyline in this is that the twins, so the twins went back to Texas and I could have sworn they were a little woman Dallas, but now that I'm thinking about it, no, they weren't. I think right cheek and left cheek, was which was Emily and Bree were on there. I don't know why the twins weren't on it. They're from fucking Texas. Um, and Andrea isn't really going back to Atlanta, but Atlanta is where Amanda and Andrea can make money because they're twerking. They got big booties and because they have pretty faces. I mean, they have conventionally attractive faces and also very bad tattoos. And that, that they do like appearances and things like that and but they go as a tiny twins and if one of y'all don't want to go it's not the tiny twins anymore you know what i'm saying and so amanda really wants uh andrea to come so they can do their bookings and Andrea's like she's just worried about her relationship and she doesn't know what's gonna happen and amanda just wants to like amanda just says she wants to support Andrea but nobody likes Andrea's boyfriend. Let me talk about him. His name is Chris. Um they've been on and off for 7 years. They have two kids. I looked them up. They have 3 kids now. Um so the first kid's name is Andre and she had him very young. And 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 her parents really had to step up and be Andre's parents now they always talk about how chris wasn't around chris wasn't around her parents had to step up i'm like where are you andrea because he calls her mom mom and her dad dad and i think it's because they parent him so i mean chris is a piece of shit but so are you andrea and also he has all these medical problems he's also a little person and like i said there there's usually like corresponding medical problems like breathing issues like like all kinds of things and so like he was a a fairly sickly little baby and her parents really like were like we got this and so she had another baby named Aubrey I think her name is Aubrey and she she had this baby in Atlanta and her parents came to visit her and everything and she was like now that I've got Aubrey, I want you to let Andre stay with me. And they were like, "No, no, you still don't have like reliable income. Chris isn't working, and Andre's got his doctors and <laughs> like like he has serious medical issues. And also, he has only ever known this home, our home, where you were, where you live when you come back to Texas. All those things." No, I'm not going to let him come to Lana on a humbug, but she has a pretty good relationship with her parents. Her parents just don't like Chris and I, nobody likes Chris. Amanda doesn't like him either. Not really. Although she does like sometimes smooth it over. Um, he's cheated on her so many times, so many fucking times. And he walks out on her all the time. There is so many scenes, so much footage of her like toddling behind him while he wheels the suitcase away. And she's trying to catch up and she's screaming after him and he's just rolling out. And like, he says that her parents are always like involved and they always got something to say. And I'm like, Ugh. it's because she's very close to her parents and that's where she goes when you guys fight. On and off for seven years. So they end up having a big fight one morning. On the, the resort, And it spills over to breakfast. They start screaming at each other in front of people. And it started because she woke up in a bad mood because she remembered all the shit he used to do to her. And I'm like, girl, that is so fucking relatable. <laughs> you think everything's fine, everything is fine, everything's fine. And then you wake up and be like, cheating on me. Oh hell no. Wake the fuck up. Like <laughs> this is the reason why you don't need to be in a relationship, but still. So they get into it. And they don't go jet skiing. That's another thing. They're jet skiing and stuff. Um, and they go instead of jet skiing with everyone else. They go back to the room and continue to fight. And Chris ends up calling Hassani to come right away. And when they say that, I cannot shake the idea of Chris being like nine one one. Get us get Hassani over here. <laughs> um, like I said, the family hates him because he because they had to step in to take care of Andre. And like I said, they don't like her much for it either. They give her a lot of shit about it too. Amanda's always on mom's side and like Andre hates that. And then he says, he says the reason he did not step in for Andre right away is because he was not sure Andre was his because while she was pregnant, she was sleeping with other men. This, he was like, you were pregnant sleeping with that man in the trailer. This activates Andrea because she's already mad. She starts screaming. She's standing up on the couch screaming in his face, and she's like, "You are." They're bleeping out everything. Like I really wish the bleeps weren't there because I want to know what he did. I think he was sleeping with other women, like while she was giving birth, and she she would deny he was denying Aubrey too, which is uh, she had Aubrey on the show when they got back together. Listen, everybody was fucking mad when she was pregnant. Aubrey, um, every Amanda was like, "What?" Oh what? <laughs> so so and he, I guess she finally admits that yes, she was messing with someone while they were pregnant, while she was pregnant, and he's like, see? That's what and that's why I didn't think he was mine. But okay, sure. Maybe that's the first maybe that was the first couple of months. But uh what about the last seven years? Um Chris cheats on Andrea over and over again and Hassani says that couples can't restore relationships with infidelity on their own. They need outside help. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, Hassani. But I do think a lot of people think that they can just be like, well, I'm over it and just move on and pretend like they don't think about it anymore. But like, I don't think that's how it works. I think you really got to confront those feelings and what happened with the infidelity to move forward. I know people don't and it just like ends up, eating at you from the inside towards the end they you know i they do this maze like this is it's like a yard (laughs) but there's a maze cut into it. but not like high above you but like just like trenches in the ground the trenches might be too too big for what i'm saying like your feet follow these paths and then they give him these pebbles to leave. The, like, this is, girl, this is marriage boot camp all over the place. And she, and like, I don't know. I guess that heals Chris and Andrea. One of the problems they have is that Andrea supports Chris completely. He doesn't usually have a job. And he got a job again in Texas. And that's one of the reasons she doesn't want to leave. She wants to, she wants to um, focus on their relationship. And, like, they had a brand of, they were doing getting social media money. They had a brand of lashes coming out, things like that. And she she wants, she doesn't want to go back to Atlanta unless Chris goes with her, which is, I think dumb, but okay. And he's like, I don't want to, because he's like, people talk shit about me all the time about not having a job, and they're just going to talk shit about me quitting this job to go back to Atlanta with you. And she's like, well, so? Fuck damn. Dude, I'm like, no, it's gonna be you. It's gonna be you saying that, Andrea. Like, you're gonna get mad at him one morning and for whatever he did or didn't do. Listen, Chris is a piece of shit. Chris is a piece of shit. Jordan's so nice. By the way, Amanda and Jordan are married now, apparently. Uh, Chris is such a piece of shit. But, so he's not gonna do, he's not gonna help you. With, he doesn't even help you with Aubrey. The, some of that footage of him rolling away with his, like, roll, with his rolling suitcase, she they had Aubrey and Aubrey also has a baby with medical needs and they're just kind of, she, he just left her there on her own. Um, yeah, like they, um, he decides to go ahead and do it. And I'm like, all it's going to take is one morning where you feel unappreciated, which is like every morning when you're a mother (laughs) and you're going to turn to him and be like, you don't do anything away. I pay for everything in this house. Like, this is is not good. Um, Their dad actually died, I think, last year. And I was looking at some of the posts about him. It was really sad. Because he really was a great father figure to them and to um, Andrea's kids. Amanda doesn't have kids. And also, right before he died, like, Chris had gotten into with Andrea and actually pro and physically assaulted her, I guess. And like was a well, warrant was out for his arrest and I don't know if they're back together. It would not surprise me if they got back together because they have three kids now. I I wouldn't cuz they've been doing this for years. Years. This was 7 years ago, which means they were on and off for 14 years. Gosh. Now that I've talked about them, I'm gonna talk about Christy and Todd. And I'm gonna to bring it home with Brianna and Matt. So Christy and Todd, Christy is an OG uh, Little Women LA member. Uh, she's been on the scene for a really long time. Tara's known they she and Tara have known each other for a long time, but they are essentially rivals and on the show just because they don't get along that well. And Christy also wants to be in entertainment like so lots of them want to be in entertainment, but Tara actually is. Tara has more. She she gets jobs and stuff. Um she and Todd like I said they their their three-year anniversary is there. They get they have a valve renewal. Um guys, I think valve renewals are a waste of money. I I'm not saying don't have one. I'm saying I think they're a waste of money, but Mr. Curtis is trying to get me to have one. Girl. Now my goddamn money. No, no. Like no. Ugh. So Christy and Brianna used to be best friends and now they aren't because Christy is a meddler. The Lila was not, I mean, Lila was being incredibly rude, but Christy's a meddler. She, she is always in some shit. Now, I'm going to have to start talking about Matt too at this point. No, I'm going to talk about Matt when I get to Matt. But uh, Todd has a lot of mobility problems His weight and Christie's has always been a thing. In fact, they, like I said, he, he's, when they go repelling, like Todd almost dies. And also they don't have sex. And Hassani says it's because they have a parent-child dynamic. And Christy found it hard not to help. Like, like during the obstacle course, they switch people. They're your partner, very marriage boot camp of you. And um, she just found it hard not to help Todd. She does mother him a lot previous to him having the weight loss surgery he was on the couch he wasn't doing much moving she had to do everything they do a flashback to them in therapy on the actual on the show um and he's telling her he's like no say what you say when we're at home say the mean things you say when we're at home and she's screaming at him um they've just like like listen todd's kind of a dick i mean he, he He's kind of a Peter Thomas, in which that he is involved in a lady's business a little too much for my liking. Um, on the first season of Little Women, L.A., he gets into a fight with another little couple, and the man that he's fighting with is is, is a, he's small. Tom's big for a little person. By the way, I always say this on Little Women, New York. <laughs> they were like really searching. And they got a woman up there that I was like is not a little person. She is just short. Y'all need to start taking DNA tests before you start and people to these fucking cats because that woman is not. <laughs> anyway, Todd is fairly large, like tall. And he's also large. wide. So this little guy is this this little <sighs> little guy. He's a little person. He's a man, okay? But he's a lot smaller than Todd. They get into this brawl. Like where tables are being up and they're rolling around the fucking floor, it's all kinds of shit are happening, and I swear to God to you, it looked like that episode of Martin where he was fighting the uh, was it a bee? It was a rat. It was something, but it was it was a really a stuffed animal. So Martin Lawrence is like rolling around the floor with this stuffed animal fighting it, like the people in the scene can't even. I want to revisit Martin, but Martin himself was such an asshole. And like, I think he did some shit to, to, um, Tisha Campbell. Although I could be wrong. I, it's fuzzy. I can't quite remember it. And, um, I know this shit's problematic. I fucking know it is. I know. But like, just remember him rolling around this animal, like fighting the animal and what it is, it's Martin Lawrence fighting the stuffed animal. And <laughs> the people in the fucking scene cannot stop laughing. Which would happen all the time on Martin. Like people couldn't even finish the fucking scene because it's too fucking funny. But that's what it looked like. It, it looked like Todd was fighting a stuffed animal because he was so small. <laughs> but he was flying through the fucking air, bro. He was like that little guy was like, He's like He was like in the air. I was like, "What is he standing on? What is he standing on?" <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, um. Todd can be kind of a dick. Um, Also, I want to point out that they had a child who had double dominance, dwarfism genes, and died. And, like, in the first season of Little Women L.A., like, they start crying about the kid's ashes, and the ashes are, like, in the closet behind some shoes and stuff. I was like, we could be a little more respectful with this. Um... You know, sometimes giving something pop in circumstances helps, helps, you know, um, giving a, an honored place helps with the feelings, but, uh, they also, so like I said, these are the most fertile people on earth, but not Christy and Todd. They were, she has an older daughter named Autumn, I think. She's a little person, but Todd and her have only been married three years and, um, you know, I think Christy's in her 40s. She might be 45. So they've been trying to have a kid, trying to have a kid, trying to have a kid, and it's just not working out. It's like a, a lot of drama with it. So, um, Christy is Christy and Todd end up breaking up. I'm pretty sure. And it feels like uh, the Roseanne shit when she broke up with uh, Tom Arnold and it was like a race to see who's gonna have a baby first to prove who's, who who's the person whose junk didn't work. That's literally what they were talking what they were saying at the time. Let me double check. I'm back. Um they apparently separated in twenty nineteen and she filed a restraining order against him. She said that he was like ripping up her mail and like broke into her social media accounts and was posting as her Um, that sounds like some Todd shit to do, to be completely honest. Um, he says he stole, she stole his dog, um, and, like, boarded him, boarded the dog and won't bring it back. I don't know. I have no, like, like, Todd said Christy was cheating on him, and Who fucking knows? But they end up getting a oh, Christy claims fraud. Um, Todd said he only took out loans when it was against his four hundred one k. It was with her consent, and some of that money supposedly went to creating her daughter's dream princess bedroom. Like, guys, what are you doing? Anyway, um, she also says she was trying to get an annulment. Um basically saying that they never like consummated their marriage. Uh which is weird because she talks about fucking him all the time and no one believes that was going on, but still and he's like, No, we definitely had sex. I don't know why she's saying that. But they end up oh, she got a new man really right away. That's what I remember. Anyway, they ended up getting divorced in twenty twenty. Oh, Christy's page is gone. On Instagram. Okay, okay, okay. Um, sure. Okay. Anyway. Um, so they bro- they end up breaking up. And, which is just proof. Like, that's what I tell Mr. Curtis. I was like, we don't need to have a vow renewal. It's it's bad luck, babe. It's bad luck. Let's just stay married. You know what I'm saying? We're going to break up immediately. As soon as we have a vow renewal. Ask Vicki Gulvison and Don. Ask um, uh, Nini and Greg, although Greg ended up Don. But they did break up first, okay? They broke up first. Um, listen, we're going to break up in the car away from the vow renewal. Let's not do it. Um, so now I want to talk about Matt and Brianna, who, like, this show was built. This this spinoff was really their spinoff. At the time, Matt and Brianna were, like, the most hated people on the Little Women franchise. And it's because... Like, they were notorious. They call themselves Bonnie and Clyde, all kinds of shit. Okay, so... Brianna is... How can I put this? Brianna is... the least visually appealing of the Little Women. Okay? um, That's just what way it is. And... But she she has been friends with Christy and Tara and Tanya for a long time. Okay. And she's divorced. She has an, I think also a daughter that's average size and like season four or so, I think she just shows up with this dude that she met on the internet who she's in love with. Um, by the way, she's also like odd woman out a lot too. On the first episode, I think, of Little Women L.A., um, they're, like, out at a bar, and Brianna wants to go up and sing because she wants to sing, and she wants to be in entertainment. And I guess she either doesn't do a good job or she's too shy to actually go. And Tara runs up there and, like, she's got her track with her and everything and, like, does a rap and stuff. And everyone says it's disrespectful to Brianna. And Tara's like, if you got it, if you you had it, you had it, but you don't got it. Like, it was, like, real fucking... Uh, they they pick on Brianna a lot. And I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it, okay? But they gang up on her. So she shows up with this dude, Matt, who is an okay-looking guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's nothing to write home about, but he's okay-looking, who she met on the internet. They're all in LA. He's in, like, uh, Washington State. I don't know where in Washington State. And everyone's immediately, like, he does not want you. Like, the, the impression is this they're like this is fake and you need to be careful because why would anybody want you that's really what they keep saying he's, he's not attracted to you he doesn't love you because look at you that's they don't say it outright like that but that's what they're implying and also like Matt's a piece of shit and he he literally cheats on her all the time um he says that when they fight he gets online to get attention from other women and in season six there is a storyline that Christy knows a trans woman. I don't know why it's important that we know she's trans, but I do know why it's important. I'll get to it. But they, every time they make sure to make sure that we know she's a trans woman. That Matt has been messaging, saying disparaging things about Brianna, um, all kinds of things. And, Just the impression is that he has fetishes, like he he seeks out little women, trans women. Um, I I'm not sure how you group, like what is the common denominator, and maybe it's just the othering, and that he has a sex addiction, just all these kinds of things. And he ends up admitting it on a trip to Alaska. They all tag. Um, this is whenever I was going to fucking Alaska. Um. So he's also like kind of a drunk too. He's always drunk all the time. And her relationship with Matt has fractured her relationship with her family, her parents and her sister, has fractured her relationship with her ex-husband, who who, who she had a good relationship with, but he ends up like attempting to take custody away from her because nobody likes Matt. And it just, it's, he, he just came out of nowhere and he's creepy and no one likes him. And it also with the girls, cause they all don't like him, but particularly with Christy because Christy and her are best friends at the first wedding she had with Todd, uh, Brianna was the bridesmaid and they end up fighting. And what part of it is that Christy doesn't trust Matt. The other part is that Christy is jealous. She like Brianna and Matt get married and don't tell anybody and Christy is livid. She th- she just thinks they're still engaged and she's like, "Why would you do this to me?" And I'm like, "Girl, like it's not that serious. This is a fight like when I say that Little Women is a fr- is a franchise of television like no fucking other. This is they Brianna and Christy have a fight in which Christy tells her, because Brianna's like, listen, Brianna's very annoying to me. Like, she's like one of those, you know what? She's a Mac. She's, um, gosh, I forgot their last name. Um, she's a Mackenzie Edwards, okay? It's be, she will be soaking wet and tell you it's not raining. She will promise you it's not raining because she never wants her shit to look like it's stinking. She'd rather drown in shit than admit that the shit stinks. And so like, she, so what happens is she's lying on camera a lot. And so it makes her untrustworthy. for same thing with Robin from Sister Wives. Robin's lying on camera. I don't, I don't always know what she's lying about but because she's so dishonest. It makes her look like a liar about everything. Um, and she, I mean, she is a liar, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. So that's why Brianna is so fucking annoying when you're on TV, when you're watching her on TV. But this was like, I was like, oh my fucking God, there's no fucking show like Little Women. So Christy is upset with her. They're screaming, they're fighting. Christy screams at her that she's been talking to Brianna's mother. Now, Brianna's no contact with her family at this point because she says they don't respect her decisions. Christy says on national TV that Brianna, like basically Brianna doesn't know what she's talking about and that like she was in a, a stroller till she was 12 And that her family believes she's autistic and can't, like, just some real wild shit. Some, like, this happened. This is probably 2015. Maybe 20. Nope. I was in EBP by then. It was 2016 or 2017. Yeah, like, very problematic stuff. But also, like, the wheelchair till she was 12 is like. I mean, at the wheelchair, the, the stroller, is it, I mean, her parents also like really baby her. So I maybe there is, you know, like walking and stuff. Um, her legs are shorter. They're all, she also has muscle issues and, and like maybe when they go places, they would put her in a stroller because she's smaller and they, and it's, it's more portable than a wheelchair. I don't, I don't know. I'm making shit up at this point. I'm supposing shit at this point. But that fight was like a brutal one. Another ones when she got into it, with some of the other ladies, and they wouldn't let her be in the fashion show because they said she has bad body odor and she always like smells bad. like the like when I'm talking about this, dude, like it sounds like they bully Brianna. And so I'm not I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm also saying you know what? It's like Katie Maloney, okay? Katie Maloney, I think. A lot of bad things have been done to Katie Maloney. And that, that I, I'm i like, she was not in the wrong. She should not have been treated that way. A lot of bad things. It's mostly from shorts. But it's so hard to like Katie Maloney. <laughs> she's such a like a wet fucking noodle. She's a slut shamer. She hates women. She's just like, she's just, she's always grump. She's like, Grumpy cat and and like yeah, she's grumpy because of Schwartz, but like I don't know. It's really fucking hard to like her I don't even like her this season. she probably broke up with Schwartz. I don't like her (laughs) And I think so Brianna has a lot of things like that too, but she and Matt end up getting pregnant and having a baby named Maverick Fun fact Brianna was the first person I ever knew on new. I don't know her but she's the first person I ever heard of that named their baby Maverick and then Within a, a year everybody's baby name was Maverick. So I don't know. Um so at this so all eyes are on Brianna and Matt because in the season prior, like just a few episodes prior, um, Matt has admitted to doing all kinds of things and they've broken up and 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 finally Brianna was like, I don't wanna be with you anymore. Like they're on they're in, they're on a boat in Alaska, like in an enclosed space. They're supposed to be whale watching, right? Um, so, but again, that fetish thing, I just want to be clear. I understand why Brianna does the, my shit doesn't stink sort of thing. It's because she, when they say Matt is only into her for a fetish, they are saying no one would love you. That's what they're saying. And they all started saying it immediately. And I'm like, you didn't even meet him yet. So no one likes Matt. So it's day four. After they get there, Matt is drunk at breakfast, which is like not unusual for him. And they begin fighting at breakfast. So everyone's at different tables, but like they can all hear each other. And, you know, he's kind of like a suck up. He's kind of like a, um, a smooth talker like a you know an ass kisser and so this is different than he normally is talking so everyone's like noticing uh, he's very ingratiating to her normally because he's using her he doesn't work or anything like that he has a kid and see is it Seattle I don't know someplace in Washington he doesn't take care of and he's just at this table talking so much shit to her calling her crazy telling her kiss his ass saying that he's done with her she can shut the fuck up and Jordan like people are noticing Jordan turns and is like, chill out. Why are you talking to her like she's a piece of shit? And masses some himself back. And then Amanda's like, uh-uh, you ain't gonna talk to my man like that. Listen, the tiny twins pop off, okay? They love to be like, they, they ready to fight. They ready to... <laughs> and I was like, that's right. Because if he had turned to Mr. Curtis, I don't care what Mr. Curtis did. If he had turned to Mr. Curtis and said to him, I'd be like, uh-uh. Don't you be talking to Mr. Curtis like that because let me tell you something, okay? I will fuck you up. <laughs> I will fuck you up over Mr. Curtis. <laughs> and Amanda with her three foot one it is like, me too. I'm about to, I got this big ass man. Sit down, honey. I'm about to fight somebody for you. At this point, everyone starts yelling. Like, and he's like, yeah, there they go. They're always ganging up on me, 17 on one. And Brianna's like, I'm so sorry. This to you. I'm so sorry. He's like, yeah, thank you for this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. And he says he never wants to be around her again. He's done with her. He doesn't want her. He never wants to touch her again. Meanwhile, they live together. And they have this kid together. And like, of course, no one likes Of course, you feel out of place because you've done so many things. You've humiliated Brianna a lot of times. And you're just like annoying and, and always starting a fight. I mean, he's... Ve- Guys, you know what it is? It, he's very Spencer Pratt. Very Spencer Pratt. Like, you know, like, everyone's like, we don't like this guy. And then he can be very antagonizing. They are basically saying everyone has their problems and they're too inv- and they're too involved. And, and, but my thing is this, is that you're on a reality show. You're with these people all the time. Maybe you don't think of them as friends, but they're castmates and they all see your relationship. Like shit comes out about him every fucking week. Like, at, that, at this point, when this was going on, at this point, there was, like, something in tabloids every week about Matt. Um. So that day, after everyone yells at them, yells at Matt, they're yelling, they're not yelling at Brianna, but Brianna's taking it as uh, her thing. They're really defending Brianna. Um. So they don't hang with any of the couples, they don't do tantric yoga, but they show back up at night, and no one is happy to see them. They're all like, oh, I thought you went home, bitch. And Matt is mumbling about how he's going to break Jordan. I think Jordan has, like, 70 pounds and 4 inches on fucking Matt. Do not start with him. <laughs> Jordan gives them a s'mores kit, and Brianna says she thinks it's an olive branch because they're all doing s'mores, and they don't have one. So he, he's like, do you guys want a s'mores kit, and gives it to them. And Matt says it's no olive branch because he's going to fuck the world up. He's drunk, obviously. Then Christy goes over there to go, hey, girl. We haven't seen you all day. Tell me all your business because Chrissy's a nosy bitch and she's controlling and she's all, so she goes to confront, like she's talking to Brianna and she's like, well, Brianna's just, Matt's just so disgusting. And like, he's sitting right there. Nobody likes him. He's, he's abusive, which is probably true. I would not be surprised if he like fucks her up. I would not. I mean, he's, he's, he's obviously verbally abus- abuse abusive, abusive and we saw many instances of emotionally abuse like he's the type of person that like once you finally like tell him he's got to leave he threatens to kill himself um like he uses that and like it's gonna be your fault it's not gonna be my fault if you choose to do something like that um but i wouldn't also be surprised if he like fucks her up when nobody's around uh but here's the thing christy's starting shit She's starting shit. They're, like, Brianna has made it so of uh, Several seasons of the show has made it very clear. I am not leaving Matt. Matt, the more you guys talk about Matt, the more I want to be with them. Very Bonnie and Clyde, Heidi and Spencer, even, even uh, Katie and Schwartz. So... Brianna's acting acting really cold and she's like he didn't yell at me he's being sometimes people are pissed sometimes people say things like don't ever fucking touch me get rid of that mistake I made with you called our baby like sometimes people say things like that you guys don't know leave him alone I'm like Brianna so Tanya starts talking and Matt whispers to Brianna that Tanya is calling her stupid I don't know if that's true Tanya I don't think that's what Tanya said but Brianna goes I'm not stupid like really loudly to Tanya and and she's like Tanya's stupid because it took her 30 years to get engaged and then Karen gets up very sternly in his old black man self to go he's like because like Matt says the part about them being stupid he he tells Matt not to get involved let the ladies do their thing so I talked about this when I recapped um Real Housewives of New Jersey the season where Caroline and Teresa, and are done. And they're having this big argument at this like winery they're visiting. And it's it's on the RV trip. And I'm I'm saying, like, guys, we're watching many things. One of them, like Teresa and Caroline are at their job. And Alby and uh Albert and Joe and Joe and like they're just supporting characters. Like they know they gotta fight here and so what current's saying is kind of what albert was saying at that day it was like let the ladies have the conversation they need to have because to pay for this trip go ahead have yell at each other a little bit that's kind of what current said let them do their thing and as soon as current says that matt's like okay i'm like matt like it's the first time he's listening to anyone But the talking keeps going and things escalate again. Matt says, all these motherfuckers seem to think I'm in charge of this relationship and I'm not in charge, she's in charge. Why he say that? Why he say motherfuckers? Because that activates Chris. Chris is up, he stands up, he's like, you don't get to call me and my girl motherfuckers. And I'm like, that is not what happened, but okay. He gets in Matt's face and Matt's like, let's fight then. And then Chris takes off his shirt and is like, talk about how he's gonna fuck Matt up. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. What Chris was doing was very attractive to me. And so I need to unpack that. It was very attractive. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, find him. And so, um, like Chris is the worst, but I'm into a man that would take off his shirt and fight in a social situation where you only know these people because your girl's a little person and so are these people. Like you guys literally don't know each other. So do they hit each other? No. Kerwin breaks up the fight and afterwards, uh, Tanya's giving a little shamey speech about who they're here to help with their issues and not the fight. And Christy and Todd are like, oh, flocos for trying to help. You are not trying to help. You were trying to show Bri- that Brianna's in a bad relationship so you could hoard it o- lord it over her and be like, see, see, see? I'm married. I'm in a good relationship. You, mm-mm. You're not. No one likes you. And why would anybody ever want you? Like, I mean... They're not wrong about Matt being a bad person. Like I said, it's just the way they come at it. It's basically insulting Brianna at all. at all. And also Brianna, like I said, her parents kind of like really overbabied her. She's no contact with them at this point. And like Christy being in contact with them and like telling them about her life. And she's like, I'm a grown woman. I'm going to make my decisions. And so she's like, she's really on her grown, I'm a grown woman shit. And like, no matter what you tell her, she's not, she's just not going to listen. So like save your fucking breath. Um, later Tanya tells Hassani about what happened and misquotes Matt entirely. Like she got the spirit, but like he literally did not say, Hey, you motherfuckers. That's not what he said. So he ends up (laughs) before they go out and do some other stuff. Hassani ends up telling them, listen, I invite you to fight somewhere else (laughs) like you ain't got to go home but you got to get the hell out there will be no more fucking fighting and he asked if anyone makes a statement and matt was like "Mm, no um it's later when they do the obstacle course where they switch partners that he gets christy and they of course they do that and he and christy win and that really changes things around for Matt because he's like, yeah, me and Christy, we're just, like, the same type of person. We, we don't like to lose. We're really stubborn, you know. She's cool. She's cool. She's whatever. And at the end of the obstacle course where, like, no one was expecting it, Matt's like, I want to talk. I want to say something. I just want to apologize for what I put you guys through. Like, just shit like that. And he apologizes to Jordan and Chris specifically. And they're like, Oh, it's cool. I'm good. Whatever. They don't really think he's in there sincere, but still. And what happens is throughout the rest of the Matt's more participatory and people are being nice to Matt, even though he's still a piece of shit. Um, but I will promise you in 20, whatever, when I was watching this, this is what I came to see. This is what I came to see. Matt and Brianna fighting on here. Um, Hold on, I, I Matt and Brianna have broken up, but hold on, let me make sure of when they did. I'm back. Um, so they broke up in twenty twenty. Um, she said he was physically abusive, verbally abusive, I absolutely believe those things. She said she found explicit text messages. Like Matt also used to like cry. He even cried on this show where he was like, She doesn't deserve that. She needs to be in a relationship where she feels love and he's talking about how when they get into an argument he gets on he gets on this phone and starts like messaging people like one time the rest of the cast found out that Matt had a Tinder and girl, he argued it down like Johnny Cochran. He's like, maybe my face is on Tinder, but I'm not on Tinder. Maybe like it's <laughs> he was on Tinder. Um, yeah. Uh, so he was like rushed to the hospital. Um, let me just like double check. Like, is it 2017 or 20? Oh, okay. I see her there. Oh, she's got a new man. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. She said, oh, she's got colitis now. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, they broke up because of this. is This is in 2020. Um, he was like on a four day, Drinking binge. Their son was three at the time. They had been married for three years, and they had a two-year court battle, which made it not. So they split in twenty seventeen. That's interesting, um, which makes sense because in twenty eighteen, because I this is what I this is really I really wanted to talk about. In twenty eighteen, he uh he was accused of sexually assaulting a minor, um. And one source to people says he's always been unstable and dangerous. That was Christy; uh, she was well, she's not wrong, um, and that Brianna's been worried about the the safety of her children. It says that he was working. Oh, so this so this. Oh, all right. So let me just make sure. So he talks a lot on the show about why he's why he's not allowed to see his son and that he just loves his son and he's there for his son. They don't know anything about his son. Um, but during his marriage, he was he threatened to kill his ex-wife. Um, in 2012, he was arrested for strangling an ex-girlfriend. And it says that he was working at a child study and treatment center in Washington where he pursued a personal and sexual relationship with the minor. She alleged earlier this month in a civil complaint. Ah, it's a civil complaint, not even... So she was 16 and he, and is 25 now. Okay, so he's not been criminally charged. It's a civil complaint. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like, she ends up getting a domestic violence restraining order against him. Um... In December of 2018, uh... And she got a, she was granted it, and she was full custody of their kid. Oh, the kid's name is Maverick Shaxx. I didn't remember that middle name. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, uh, their their divorce is final. And let me see who this dude is. She recently got married for the third time to Tim Manning. Well, if at first she don't succeed, keep trying, Brianna. So, yeah, like, they're not together anymore either. You know, Alex, thanks for thanks for sponsoring this because I love talking about fucking <laughs> Little Women franchise. I think I also got a sponsored episode about the Dallas franchise, so I will talk about that at some point. But, guys, more more reality show franchises need to do this. We just need crossing. It's fine. Just get some couples together, like the worst couples on there, and bring them Bring them over, and let's get a guy with three thousand Instagram followers to show up and do marriage boot camp type shit with them. And it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. It's I'm exhausted. It's late. I gotta go. I'll see you guys next time.